What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. People of the internet, welcome to Modern Day Debate. Tonight, we are debating the ethics of abortion. We have Kay Fellows and Javier crossing swords with Brenton Lingle and Josh. Going first tonight is Brenton Lingle and Josh, so I will turn it over to Brenton and Josh for their 10-minute opening statement to split with the, between them between each other. So, gentle peeps, the floor is all yours for your 10 minutes, and I will start the clock at your first word. All right. Very happy to be here. Uh, very happy to be speaking uh, to Kay again. Kay, for those of you who don't follow her on Twitter, I do. Everybody should. She's absolutely wonderful. So I'm, I'm anticipating a, a fun Stop hitting uh, on a man. <laughs> well, you'd have to take that up with my if wife. You, if you're not corrupt, <laughs> no abortion. <laughs> All right. So uh, to begin, uh, throughout my... Oh, and by the way, so Josh is um, going to be ceding his time to me since uh, he wanted to more get into the bantery stuff. Um, but Josh is also on the, on the Fakertarians podcast. Definitely check that out. And if you guys don't know me, uh, my name is Brenton Lengel. I am the Ringo Award-nominated comic creator of Snow White Zombie Apocalypse and Darudi's Shadow of the People, um, which just uh, got my first uh, graphic novel funded. So to begin, throughout my entire life, one of the largest and most hot button issues that has been talked about is abortion, the act of doctors taking action to prevent a pregnancy from continuing to develop. It was one of the first political issues I remember being cognizant of after overhearing a discussion between my mother and someone on the phone. I think one of the reasons why this topic is so hotly debated uh, and, of course, exploited by politicians and advertisers for clicks, clout, and votes is because we as humans have an innate tendency to protect the youngest members of our species. If anything is hardwired by nature and eth into our uh, moral and ethical intuition, it is the protection of children. As a parent, I understand this all too well. But as someone who pays attention, what I also understand is that clever and immoral people often uh, use this to manipulate us. The uh, frequent refrain of think of the children is the fascists' favorite go-to move. So we need to be very careful when we approach this issue. Emotions often cloud judgment. And if anything clouds judgment more than runaway feelings, it is in-group loyalty and tribalism. 
as this particular wedge issue is utilized by one of the most infamous gangs of fools, thieves, and murderers ever to walk this planet's surface. And by that, I'm referring to the Republican Party. Uh, we have to be incredibly careful in how we engage with this thorny and ethical question. Most of us would quite rightly say that all things being equal, if push comes to shove, it is better or more ethical that an adult be injured or die instead of a child. And since a fetus uh, grows from a clump of cells to a living, breathing baby over the course of nine months, many assume that a fetus is simply a very young, very small child. So you can see the argument. This is a baby. We as humans have a moral duty to protect it. Now this is intuitive and easy to understand. However, like many intuitive and easy to understand concepts, it is very, very wrong. The thalamus, which is the part of our brain that is respons responsible for cognition, experience, memory, and consciousness itself, does not develop until at least 26 weeks, six and a half months into the pregnancy. And the thalamus cannot actually function until a few weeks later, after the beginning of the third trimester. An argument you often hear from pro-choice people is that a fetus is, a, is to a baby what an acorn is to a tree. Well, I'm sorry, my fellow pro-choicers, this is a terrible argument and you are 100% wrong. Because without a sufficiently developed thalamus, a fetus is more directly comparable to an acorn or a tree than to a living, breathing human baby or adult. Now, a lot gets made about the Catholic Church's official position on this issue. Life begins at conception. This is because due to the fallacy of the beard, it is difficult to find a point where the fetus goes from a fetus to a person who should be granted all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities that we all enjoy. Essentially, because we can never determine the exact point where enough grains of sand make a pile or the sufficient growth of facial hair becomes a beard, many just automatically divert to conception. But at conception, the fetus has no ability to feel anything, not pain, not pleasure. It has no consciousness. And in this respect, there's very little difference between it and any other living but inanimate matter. So if we're going to try to find a point at which a fetus becomes a person, it would seem to me that starting around 28 weeks would be a much more accurate benchmark for assigning rights and personhood than conception. However, I don't feel that this argument will be particularly convincing to those who already have had their minds made up for them by the leaders of their communities and the talking heads on the television. We are talking in the abstract. So even though I don't think that a fetus can rightly be considered a person until at least 28 weeks, we are missing something very big. And this is because the main character of our story up till now has been the fetus. And like men have been doing since time immemorial, we are forgetting the humanity of the woman. You see, being pro-life isn't simply that position. If pro-life people are serious about what they believe and what they want, they must necessarily agree that what they are really arguing for is government-enforced pregnancy. As in the pro-life movement's political goal is not to preserve life, at least not uh, for most of them. This doesn't actually apply to Kay. Uh, yeah. Their goal is to empower police to violently force at gunpoint an unwilling woman to remain pregnant against her will. Essentially, what they want to do is to apply to a fetus a right that no other human has, which is the right to use somebody else's body against their will. This is usually compared to forced organ donation and usually centers around the kidney, as in whether or not it would be ethical for the government to force someone to donate a kidney to one of the 10,000 people a year who die for want of one. 
So it would seem to me that if you're the kind of person like myself who doesn't trust the government, it's intensely strange that one would allow the, the state to use its violence to violate another person's rights in this manner. If you're someone who thinks, for instance, that the government is inferior to private charity, it seems incredibly inconsistent to assume that the government would be effective at preventing abortions. Now, people will sometimes say that the government is good, but only when it is defending people's lives. But we know this isn't true. The government is really bad at, de at defending people's lives. The state cannot protect us from terrorists. It can't protect us from mass shooters. It certainly doesn't protect us from the Yemeni children it's constantly bombing. The point is, if you want to give that power to police, you will have terrible outcomes for doctors, for uh, women, and especially for anyone involved. Because we have seen over these past few years that police are often brutal, stupid, and, you know, quite frankly, evil. And that is how a lot of them interact with the public. So anytime that you have a, a law that people won't obey, be that prohibition, the war on drugs, and if uh, the Republicans are correct, um, banning guns across the country, that is a bad law. And obviously, we have seen that prohibition does not work. But to bring this back around, because we're talking really big here, I kind of want to share something personally. There's a reason I wanted to have this debate tonight, uh, and that is because I'm a husband and a father, and I would like my son to have a little brother or sister one day. Now, the problem here is, is that my wife is a high-risk pregnancy. She has a chronic illness, and as a result, uh, my son was actually born uh, six weeks premature. Now, Anytime she winds up getting pregnant, this is a severe uh, threat to her life and limb. And in turn, what we're dealing with now, specifically because the Republicans are going to force uh, Roe v. Wade on the uh, ending Roe v. Wade on the country, which, by the way, doesn't want to end it. Um, the majority of people are pro Roe v. Wade, it's just the Republicans that don't like it. Um, what's happening now is we are actually sitting there having a conversation can we actually have another child? Is it right to take that big of a risk? Since oftentimes the, uh, the medical uh, things that she needs to receive in order to possibly live and to prevent my, my, me from losing my wife and my son from losing his mother are very likely to be denied to her very soon. Pregnancy is incredibly dangerous far more dangerous than getting an abortion. And the fact is, is that we have seen in countries like Poland and Ireland when- Malta. When, yeah, Malta, oh. thank you. When- um, Got about a minute left. When thank you. When abortion is criminalized, what happens is women die. Even if you have a uh, supposition to say, okay, well, in a medical emergency, then obviously we can allow, uh, allow it. But the problem is, is that when the government phrases it like that, and they have in this most recent, um, uh, in several of the recent laws, I believe the law in Texas, what happens is, is that doctors are reluctant to treat because they are afraid they could be charged with manslaughter or murder. Um, and, they are, and they wind up holding off on necessary care and this leads to the mother dying time and time again. The fact is, is that abortion is a necessary medical procedure that needs to be available for people like my wife. And the fact is, is that when we talk about all of this, we have to stop 
thinking of the people who get these abortions as being people who simply want them because they are being irresponsible. That is not the, that is not the fact. 60% of people who get abortions are, are parents. But on top of that, um, I, I really feel like the idea of someone who uses abortion specifically as uh, birth control or simply just decides to abort for one reason or another, these people aren't real. Or if they are real, probably shouldn't be parents. And I definitely wouldn't want to be their child. So just going to say one thing, Brent. We've actually mm -hmm. gone over time. But the amount of rambling you, you do, you're like Joe Biden here. You should run for president <laughs> in 2024. Thank you. I probably will, except I'm an anarchist. I'll be your um, VP. I'll be yeah. your VP. That'd so the point is, as I was saying, um, we really need to preserve this. Um, it's very important to me. It's very important to my family. And it's very important to every woman that I know. Um, and so, you know, that's why I am pro-choice. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Brenton. And thank you so much, uh, Josh, for your 10-minute opening statement. And we will go ahead and I, kick I it over. like one sentence, man. You don't need to thank me for anything. <laughs> uh, we really yeah. appreciate it. Even you literally told me you'd cede your time to me. <laughs> it I know, was a I great know, sentence. I know, yeah. I know, I know. So uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to build on the jokes there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> just want to let everybody know that uh, we will have a 45-minute uh, open discussion after we have our opening statements uh, from the anti-abortion side, and then a 20-minute closing uh, section, and then a 30-minute Q&A. So uh, please, if you have a question or comment for the debaters, uh, uh, shoot it into the live chat. Tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super Chats will go to the top of the list. And uh, please keep it civil. Insults will not be read. Um, and with that, we will no, go no, ahead no, and kick no, it no. over. You, you've got to read the insults, especially if it's against me. <laughs> Except for the ones against That's Josh. Right. Yeah, thank you very much. So listen, everyone, if you want to insult anyone, this guy here. Okay. Unless they break TOS or our hate speech, in which case you will be banned. Yeah, obviously don't use, like, okay. racist words against Just me. say he looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. He does. I do well, there you go. Here we go. So at your first word, uh, Javier or Kay, uh, whichever Kay. one you want to go first. Ladies first. Um, I actually don't have an opening statement. I prefer whenever discussing abortion that we kind of get right into the conversation. So if Javier has any opening statement that he would like to give before we go into open discussion, that's fine. Yes, I didn't have an opening statement myself, but after listening to Brenton's opening statement, I feel as if it is my duty as an American citizen to respond. My name is Javier Javier. I host the Javier Javier show on YouTube, politics, religion, and culture. And I am pro-life. And before I get started, I want to say that I will not insult anyone. I will not insult you because you have a difference of an opinion than I do, or you come to a different conclusion based on the facts and evidence that you viewed. I will not call you out of your name. I will not call you a fascist. I will not call you anything because I believe that we are all humans on this earth trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So with that being said, I want to point out that while it was personal that he brought up the fact that his wife is someone who is at high risk of actually risking her life by having a baby, most abortions are not on the behalf of that reason. Most abortions actually are due to convenience. Only 1% to 0.5% of people who are actually having abortions for rape, incest, or because their life is in danger out of all the people who have abortions. Not only is that the fact, the government has a duty and an entitlement to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, earlier, my opponent said that uh, life doesn't begin at inception. But according to Princeton University, life begins at fertilization. And I looked into this heavily. And most people 
If you can't agree that life begins at fertilization, most scientists have not settled the fact on when life does begin. So I like to err on the side of caution. If we do not know when life begins, then I think it is our duty to err on the side of caution and not take a risk by destroying that life by convenience in most cases of an abortion. Not only do I think that it is a case, most of the people on the pro-choice side will make arguments such as, well, how are you going to force a woman to be pregnant? Last time I checked, women got pregnant due to sexual activity. And in most cases, like we already discussed, most women get abortions due to convenience, not out of fear of life or rape or incest. So, Sorry, that doesn't work. Nobody forced her to get pregnant. She, knowing the risk, in most cases, laid down with someone and, sorry, pregnancy happens due to the fact of sexual intercourse. Sorry for my explicit language. I know some people can be sensitive to that. But I'll also point out the fact... (laughs) I'll also point out the fact that if life begins at fertilization or we do not know when life begins, then I think it is a very much... It's very much the business of the government to decide whether they're going to protect that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. In the Declaration of Independence, our founders clearly spelled out the fact that the governments are instituted amongst men to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not only that, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute a new government. Now, with that being said, if we do not know when life begins or we do not know exactly um, what the government's role is in protecting life, we should err on the side of caution. If the government cannot protect the life of the unborn child, which all evidence seems to point in the fact that either life begins at fertilization or we do not know, then if the government is not protecting that life, then the government is not serving its role. Now, as far as the fetus goes, that is just a development stage of human life. And the reason I say that is because many pro-choice uh, advocates will argue a woman's body, a woman's choice. But technically, it's not a woman's body. And the reason that it's not a woman's body is because of the fact that a baby has its own genetic DNA. Not only that, but it also shares DNA with the father as well, equally with the mother. But we would not consider that baby to be a part of the father. So would we then make the argument that fathers should be able to abort their babies? You would not make that argument. And it's clear that that baby is not a part of the father's body, even though it shares half of his genetic code. Now, I'll also point out, and I'll wrap it up here, right? (sighs) (laughs) Okay. Take a deep breath. breath. Another argument that the pro-lifers, I mean the pro-choice makes is that, well, women are living in poverty or women are suffering or they might not be in a good condition financially to have a kid and to bring that child up into this world. And that child might grow up in poverty or whatever the case may be. But we have countless amount of evidence that shows that over the decades, people's standard of living have constantly been rising and rising and rising above. And not only that, compared to, especially in America, the standard of living is much higher than most developed countries in the world. So if that is the case, you cannot guarantee that just because a child is born into poverty, that that child will somehow remain in poverty or that mother will live through poverty when we know that people get themselves out of poverty all the time. And what we consider to be poor in America isn't necessarily what we meant by poor 50, 60, 70, or 100 years ago. There are poor people with food in their fridge, more food in their fridge than people who work middle-class jobs due to uh, social programs and welfare and things of that sort. 
poor people have cars, poor people have cell phones. And I just think that it's bad taste to say that because somebody is poor, they cannot raise a child. My mom has seven kids, seven, and she did it all living in poverty. And here I stand before you, a convicted felon of four felonies who got out after serving five years in prison to have my own YouTube channel to work a full-time job and be a productive member of society. So I'm sorry, but pro-choice people just cannot predict the future. And I'm not willing to gamble on life just because some people might presume that that child will live in poverty. I'll lend the floor. That is the end of my opening statement. Right. Kate, do you have anything you want to say? Can I, can I quickly uh, come back to Javier for one sec? Uh, oh. Before you do that, let me just go ahead and say, uh, to, let me just uh, do my little spiel real quick. Okay. Uh, want to let you know, folks, especially if this is your first time joining us on Modern Day Debate, that we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics, and we want you to feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from. And if you have a question for one of tonight's, tonight's debaters, fire into your live chat. Be sure to tag me at Modern Day Debate. Super Chats go to the top of the list. And we want you to uh, keep it civil, attack the argument, not the person. Insults will not be read except for if, if they're at Josh, unless they're hate speech <laughs> or uh, filing TOS. Our invaluable moderators are working tirelessly to elevate the conversation, so please show them, the debaters, and each other the respect that they deserve by not attacking, uh, hurling insults and attacks at each other. Our guests are linked to the description below, whether you're listening on YouTube or via the podcast. So please, uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, check out their links. Uh, there will be a uh, after show uh, linked in the description below also. Uh, so check out that on my channel. So we will uh, continue the conversation afterwards um, and hit the subscribe button. We have plenty more debates coming uh, your way. If you like what you're hearing, you don't want to miss those. And with that, we will kick it into the 45 minute open discussion uh, at your first word, uh, gentle peeps. The floor is all yours. First, what I would say is this guy needs to be like one of those commentators at a horse track, you know, because he speaks really fast. I'm from Ohio. Secondly, I was going to say, Javier, like, uh, I was going to pick up the, well, two things. Number one, I appreciate that you say that the argument about when life starts or, you know, is it conception? Is it six weeks? Is it the heartbeat? Is it brain activity? There is no sort of consensus. And I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, I'm just going to say as well, Kay and Javier, I'm not here to shout you down. I'm here to listen. I'm interested to see what you guys have got to say. So the second thing I would say about the poverty um, argument, look, that is a real issue. Do we, I, I think, is it, is it 800,000 abortions are in America every year? Am I correct in that? Uh, close to that. Yeah, something close to that. I think what I have here is in 2019, I guess this is the last time they reported to the CDC, um, it was uh, roughly around... 6,029, no, 629,898 abortions in 2019 were reported. Not everybody is required to report to the CDC, so those numbers could actually be higher. I think from from my own knowledge, it was around about 800. That's what I saw. And um, look, I'm going to say off the bat, I'm... I don't want people to go out and get abortions. I think abortion is a, it's, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. So when a woman has to go through an abortion, obviously the mental strain, the father may want to have the baby, ex, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a very, very difficult situation. But the poverty issue, it, it's a real issue. So are we actually saying that, two, let's just say 800,000, 25% of people in America get an abortion because of socioeconomic reasons? I would be probably more respecting of the pro-life argument if we addressed those issues at the core. If we had said, rather than say, we're gonna ban abortion, let's address the issues why they're having abortion. So these people, for example, this 25, I'm just gonna look at this 25% for now. We can't afford to have a baby. 
if we could address those reasons why they can't afford to have a baby, so they can afford to have a baby, can we not do that? I, I, from my understanding, we've had social welfare programs for decades in America. Clearly not they're only, not working, though. I, I wouldn't say they're not working. I'm, I'm actually a welfare baby, and it worked pretty fine. I think it depends on wait, wait, well, certain on. factors. You, you, you were a four-time convicted felon. Yes, I am. So do it didn't. I, I'm just saying that didn't work out fine then. Yeah, like you well, had I, a a very bad outcome, at least in an earlier part of your life. Are, are we going to make the argument that because people in life make bad decisions and mistakes, that they therefore don't deserve to live? No, I'm making the argument that poverty does have negative impacts yeah, on the people. Right. Everything even has even negative impacts. No, 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 but poverty especially. In, in, you know, in this climate as well in America, one of the biggest reasons that people go out and shoot people, poverty. No, that's... And I, and I, and, well, it is. And, yeah. I, and I'm also, I'm pro-gun, by the way. You know, so... Okay, me, should, yeah. me as well. Kay, do you want to jump in here? I don't want to well, kind of... I just, yeah. I kind of want to address uh, Josh's point because we need to clarify that the pro-life movement as a whole is not restricted to the GOP or Republicans. I, I for one... No, I'm that. just, I'm not saying that anybody said that. I just think Britain said it in his opening statement. No, I did not. You no, said Republicans. He did bring, he did bring uh, up Republicans, and I kind of want to echo what Brendan said. As, as a progressive that is also pro-life, I, I really, really struggle every single day, especially the news cycle since the draft leaked with the GOP and with Republicans that are, tr that are drafting these bills, that are having these discussions, because overwhelmingly you see that especially male politicians that are involved in these conversations about the legality of abortion in their states are incredibly ignorant on this issue. Um, and we've seen it time and time again, and it's not anything new. It's been happening all the way back in the 60s before Roe v. Wade was even a thing. Um, but in to address Josh's argument more specifically is that, you know, we have 21 million registered pro-life Democrats right now. There are people that are pro-life and are act are actively advocating for what you're saying. We we do want to strengthen our social programs. We do want to help women. We, we want to address these underlying issues so that women don't feel the need to have abortions in the first place. I mean, if you look at the statistics as to why women are having abortions, um, these are these are situations. These are issues that we could very very easily combat and then women no longer feel the need to have those abortions in the first place right. and then we're addressing more like a 30 percent statistic of the abortion rate instead of a 100 percent statistic of the abortion rate under this one broad umbrella which with brenton's argument is the broad umbrella of what about women who need these abortions to save their life what about the women that are having high-risk pregnancies and as a woman that has gone through two high-risk pregnancies I understand that and I empathize so much with that and I think that it is an important conversation that we need to be having especially now going forward with the likelihood that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned and that power is going to go back into the hands of these overwhelmingly ignorant politicians it's incredibly important that we keep these conversations going so that these these politicians that are legislating this understand our position and the position is is that women that are having high-risk pregnancies need to be given access to whatever care that they need in order to not die and this has always been the official position of the pro-life movement and we do need to do a better job advocating for it and continuing to advocate for it as we go forward in these legal conversations in individual states so Kay, if i could come back on that so what about the issue of poverty what would be your uh, response and your solution to that? Well, there's no 
one solution to poverty no, no, because no, no, a lot no, of no, things no, no, a lot no, of no, things no, cause no, poverty. No, but give, I think give me a couple. Give me a couple. Um, I think that number one, we need to strengthen our our welfare system. Right now, it is incredibly okay. broken. It doesn't function the way that it was meant to function. People that need to be on it can't get on it because there are people on it that shouldn't be on it, and. Mm -hmm. As somebody that has been on welfare in the past, um, I was I, I raised I was raising two kids in the very very early years on welfare. It is incredibly frustrating dealing with the welfare system because it is incredibly broken, and we need to be dedicating more time and effort and energy into making sure that that functions the right way, so that specifically women, this is this is who the system was designed for. People that are in these impoverished situations that need help, that need assistance to feed their families can do so. Um, that is just, you know, one stepping stone. Having a, a better welfare system, it would be a huge help. Having access to low cost or even free childcare is make or break for a lot of parents, single and and homes that have two-parent households. Whenever you're living in poverty, majority of the time, you're going to have a two-parent or single-parent household where all of the adults in this in the household work. These parents need to have access to quality, low cost, or even free childcare. And that's just no, two I, things I that we could that. do. If, yeah. if I could just quickly interject once more. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of like taking over the show here. So just just mute me if I'm going on too much. Um, I agree <laughs> with fine, you. Josh. I agree with you, Kay. I think those are the solid points that you made. But should we not sort these things out first? They've been trying to sort this thing out for a long time. Well, if you for vote so for me in 2024, I'll sort everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll punch Mitch McConnell in the head. Yeah. Do I, I mean, what he's what he's saying is is not that they they need to sort out the abortion issue. They, that we need to solve the problem of poverty. Good because luck. If we simply um, uh, make it prohibited. What's going to happen is they're still going to have the abortions. It will just be more unsafe. Rich people get abortions as well. It's not just uh, yeah, exclusive to power. Sure, now, can I finish? Can I can I finish now? I I know me and K are on the same team, but I kind of disagree a little bit here, right? Um, I think that what people don't necessarily talk about is strengthening our communities and strengthening our families. Um, there are a couple things that you can do to actually increase your chances of not living in poverty, like graduating high school, waiting till you're married to have kids. There, there are certain things that statistics have and, and data and studies have shown works to lift people up out of poverty. But what we never talk about is family structures. We never talk about um, empowering the communities and the families to stay together and incentives for families to stay together. Most of these social welfare programs actually don't kick in if you are in a stable family um, environment. If you have a mom and a dad who both have an income, you don't get really get government assistance. And what well, that does is... The, that's because the income exceeds the the benchmark for it. It doesn't have anything to do with it having a mom and a dad. It yeah, has but, to do with having two adults that are working and they make too much money to still be on welfare. Yeah, but I'm not saying that this is the majority of cases, but I'm very familiar with families who gain the system by a man and a woman not staying together because that woman wants to keep her uh, welfare um, benefits. And I've seen it that's many times. That's horrifying and tragic. Like, the thing is, is what we should do is make sure they have the benefits m much more easily as opposed to, you know, take them away and then also forbid a necessary medical procedure. Okay, well, what's the plan to eventually get these people off of the welfare program? Because I hear a lot of talk about expanding the welfare program, but we have lifetime welfare recipients 
who live their whole lifestyle on welfare and their kids grow up and live on welfare. But nobody I ever mean, focuses on how do we get UBI. them to eventually yeah. get off of the welfare program. And there has to be some kind of structure and limitations put there to incentivize them to get off of that program. Well, well, hang on. So first off, why do we need to incentivize them to get off welfare? Because it's, it's, it's good for a person to rise up through the uh, through, through out of poverty. Don't I mean, you want I, people well, out of well, poverty? Hang on. That, that's your opinion that it's good for somebody to rise up and work. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we don't ne necessarily need the work done that they need to ha that they would otherwise do, you know, if we don't need another fry cook or whatever, because usually when they come out of welfare, they're taking very low end jobs uh, that don't pay well at all. Um, you know, I don't see the point of making people work if they don't want to work and we don't need the work done. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know how to respond I, I, to that. I, 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 I just kind of actually see your point okay. there, Javier. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a bone, as we say in the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, look, there, there should be a path that we obviously we, we want to get these people into work, and we we want them producing things for the workforce. For example, in America, I just come back from America, actually, in Seattle. Uh, you're Hope in you enjoyed it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this country is a tire hey, fire. Listen, have you ever been to Gillingham and fucking Kent? It's shit. Okay, so I'll take <laughs> Seattle all day long. Um, but, you know, like, for example, the infrastructure is crumbling all over America. There's a perfectly good workforce there that we could get people building bridges, upgrading the roads, etc., etc. And, you know, so the, of course, you, you were making the point there, uh, Brent about sort of like jobs that are not really necessary, but there's loads of jobs out there that are necessary. Yeah, and, and I, I would agree 100% if there was I, I, some sort of public with, works I'm, program. I'm here, I'm here with Yavia on this. If we were to train these people mm -hmm. so they could rebuild the bridges or, you know, rebuild the infrastructure or build new infrastructure, that would be a good thing. But they can't. Yeah, they, they can't because in a lot of people's minds, these people just they they can't help themselves I, I, well, for the life of me. True. I don't believe so, I'm not saying that people inherently say that, but a lot of times the rhetoric insinuates it that, well, just like he said, well, do jobs that they might not want to do or that we don't need them to do. Right. And I mean, are we arguing that a more skilled population isn't better for the country? I mean, more, no, a more skilled I mean, population is absolutely better for the country. For the country. Yeah. yeah the, the, the issue is, is that wages are set by supply and demand. So, for instance, we're essentially running on like a hamster wheel here. If, um, say, some say if everybody who works at McDonald's went and learned coding, because the Democrats have been very big on learn coding, uh, they stole <laughs> the, the Papa John slogan. I oh, know they've spawned um, like a million fucking Java engineers, and yeah. I work as an infrastructure engineer. Fuck Java. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if they if they all learn coding, then coders will get paid what people who work at McDonald's get paid. Because wages don't have anything at all to do with how much money you make for the company. They don't have anything to do with um, how how vital the work is. It's simply how many people can we get to do the job at the lowest possible level. So I think that like any kind of solution, it, it, you know, assuming that um, we want to train people and get them working on, uh, you know, public works projects, repairing our infrastructure, I think that's wonderful. And it would be a great way for them to bring money into their communities and they may not get as many abortions at that point. Um, but I think that like 
we need to specifically address poverty and we need to address it in a way that makes sense and is smart as opposed to these quick slop sh slipshod uh, suggestions. Let, let me ask you a Democrats. question. Let me ask you a question, Brent. Mm -hmm. Is it justifiable for a mother who has, who's living in dirt poverty and she has a two-year-old mm -hmm. and she can't afford to take care of that two-year-old? Then it, is it justified to then kill the two-year-old no, so that she not. can rise up out of poverty? So... When we talk about abortion, we you could agree that we do not know when life begins. You you could, would you? I mean, well, I think I'm the only one that heartily disagrees on this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so, so I I'm... just have to say something to Kaz quickly. Can you just yeah. put Javier over to our side? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I should I should clarify because you, you said in your opening statement, and I yeah. didn't respond because I couldn't right there that I had said that um, that life begins at you know, 26 weeks or 28 weeks or whatever. Um, that's not what I said. I said personhood begins at 26 weeks and 20 because based, based the fetus has, because of the development of the thalamus. Once the fetus has the thalamus in place and once it, it, the body essentially has had time to acclimate to it, that's when consciousness starts. That's when it can feel pain. That's when, you know, it begins to move towards the ability to make memories. That, Before that's that not, point, that's, it, that's it's not actually blood. true. That's not actually true. And studies actually show it's much later than that when we can detect when uh, humans start to develop consciousness and, and develop and have memories and things of that sort. And yeah. it's actually around five years old. Um, well... But, it, Hang on, there's still consciousness before five years. But okay, but but we don't fully understand consciousness. You you would agree with that, right? Scientists no, have don't. not figured but, out consciousness but we, yet. We do understand that without the thalamus, you cannot feel pain, you cannot have experiences, you cannot make memories, you are not conscious in any way. You're closer to, uh, as I said, like a uh, a tree. Or so if, if a if a person in a coma cannot have experience and cannot feel pain or anything of that sort. You are saying it's justifiable to just kill them. I mean, it wouldn't be justifiable to just kill them. I, I would be in favor of if their families uh, believe that they would not want to live this way uh, and therefore like um, want to pull the plug. That's that's totally fine. But I don't think someone outside of the family has a right to make that decision. I would not, for instance, empower the state to run around and start pulling plugs because that would be horrifying. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think that when it comes to someone who, uh, either is, you know, very old or, or gets into a accident that, uh, removes their ability to be conscious and, you know, you're at essentially brain death, but their body's being kept alive by machines. I would want to die if I was in that position. But um, there are but, people who wake out of comas. Like, I mean, if a person were... Yeah, yeah uh, uh, like like I said, there's this inherent belief that we can somehow determine the future of of a life form, or or like exactly when this person is valuable versus when they're not. We don't understand consciousness. We don't know exactly how it works and when it what makes consciousness conscious. And we're taking a lot of shots in the dark here when we say a child at 16 week or a fetus at 16 weeks or whatever may not necessarily be yeah. conscious. Well, taking, it, a, taking, taking a lot of socks, did you? Yeah. Shots in the dark. Shots, shots, shots in the dark. dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I get what you're saying that, you know, it, it is an unknown, but it is not an unknown that the child, it, it, like, they physically cannot be conscious without the thalamus. 
and the thalamus again it develops at 26 weeks and it takes at least another two um to to begin to develop uh if people want to see this i have a study uh that i brought up specifically on this because i want to make sure that this was the case uh you know at any point like life is a process so at any point in that process, we can say life begins here or life begins here or whatever. In just the same way, you could say, well, the, the baby started when the grandparents met each other because it's one long <laughs> continuous process. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. But, but, and, but, but you can't but really. Is, no, no. You can't, that, you can't really, though, because the baby doesn't have its own genetic code at that point. The baby well, doesn't wait, have. Wait, a, wait, wait. What, what does the genetic code have to do with it? That makes it a distinct human. Uh, once you develop your own genetic code, you are a distinct human. You, you have your own um, DNA sequence. I would say that you. OK, so you are perhaps a distinct organism. But just again, quickly, like Brent, 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 just quickly, mm -hmm. I just love the fact that we were talking about like producing more codes, uh, sorry, coders in America. You know, like the, <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, the genetic code, you could see like three people in the background there going, you know, <laughs> if this happens, that happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you could say it's a, it's a distinct organism and we could agree with you on that, but that wouldn't necessarily convey political personhood. Because that's really what we're talking about. But that's not what the that's not what the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence speaks of. It says life. It doesn't say consciousness. It doesn't say when the phalamus uh, develops. It says life. Okay. So so let me but ask you something. It also doesn't say when life starts. Yeah. Yes, and we can't agree. So why not err on the side of caution? Okay, because so erring on the side of caution is arbitrary. You could err on the side of caution in any situation. If I could just interject ahead, really okay. quickly, guys. Crack off. You okay? Just for clarification. If you open up an, any embryology textbook, I actually have a couple. I wish I had gotten them off of my shelf beforehand. The, there is a 96% consensus among embryologists that life begins at the moment of fertilization. At the moment of fertilization, a brand new living yeah. organism comes into existence. And depending on the species of the two creatures that created it, that is what describes what kind of organization it is so okay uh, yeah so, like, so first off Kay, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you there they are talking about life beginning at conception in the sense that this particular process that they have subjectively decided to look at begins there but that you could just as subjectively decide to look at any other point in the process um it seems intuitive that life begins there i i will definitely and i will even say life begins at conception because in that sense yes life in the sense that you mean it does begin at that point you know when the sperm meets the egg and you and you would agree it's a human life as well right yes but it is not a person and that's very very important but the the there's nothing in the law that says that distinguishes between person and life it says well, life yeah, life but, whoa, whoa hang on the, the constitution like the declaration of independence says life liberty and happiness that's not yes. a law that's just like a, a vision statement. But that is, but it, it does say that that is the government's fundamental role, and that's why we developed the government. Well, so it speaks towards. We didn't. No, we didn't. Develop I think the government. you developed the government because my country came marauding in and uh, <laughs> tried to tax you. Actually, so. yeah. Well, no, we, we were you. Your and... tea in the harbor, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never... middle finger ever since. <laughs> yeah, I've but never, this... I've never fucking forgiven you for that. <laughs> yeah, the Go state. Ahead, the state has this mythology about itself that people built it willingly and you know that, that it serves this important function for for all of us Th this is not true 
the state is essentially in every country, especially countries in Europe. I know Hilditch will agree with me. It's yes. whatever group of bandits happen to be the best at being bandits. And gradually they got built up to nobility and kings. And now here we are with Vladimir. But Putin that's a re- that's a that's a reduction of the argument. The argument isn't that, oh, we built the government like from scratch for these reasons. What I'm saying is these were the arguments laid out towards the British government monarchy from our founders on why we were breaking away from the from the, sure, the british why, empire why should i and even care about that like traitors. They, yeah like for instance they took out the thing that uh thomas jefferson wanted and uh, he had a whole section denouncing slave trade as cruel and inhumane so like why should we specifically say that because the because of independence if, if i wake up tomorrow life, that we because of this other law i'm pretty sure you like living in a country where murder is illegal um Wait, which country is murder illegal? So, sorry, so, no, 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 what, uh, what, what I'm saying is protecting life. You you would have a problem if your government didn't respond if I went and murdered my my neighbor. You, you mean, would have a problem with that if the yeah, government. Which, which country is is murder you, illegal? No, what I'm saying is you would have an argument to say what use of a government? Why do we have a government if they can't even stop people from murdering other people? You would you agree that's a I fundamental mean, that's aspect of having a government my opening statement sure. because they can't they can't protect us from mass shooters they can't protect us from terrorists uh, you, when we empower the military to go abroad they more often wind up blowing up civilians and you know empowering Blackwater to go on massacres so why would I yeah I, yeah but would you want to live in a country where the government didn't have a vested interest in protecting life I mean I would like to live in a country where there is no government whatsoever and no military and no police me too i am completely against laws <laughs> like that's, but, that's but what you, an anarchist you say, is you say that Javier, ah. but you know I, I would probably say that you know the country in which i live in uh does all those things that would in which you said yeah. right so yeah i mean I, I i would like to live in a country where i know if somebody murders their neighbor they're going to be consequences so you can't just move, go around just moved out next door mate you can move in you yeah. can move in you know again <laughs> so a buddy of mine in high school was killed and like buried in a field somewhere we never found yeah, it I mean, whoever did I mean, it got away with mi- it so. yeah there's a misconception here yeah, yeah of course we care about life of course mm-hmm. we care about life right we, we just have a disagreement when life actually begins and you said it in your opening statement as well i think personally you also don't know when life begins clearly Kay has said conception is when life begins but i have a feeling that you're not too sure i well i made the statement um i know that princeton university uh, their research claims that life okay, begins but I'm at fertilization. But I'm asking yeah, you. because there is disagreement amongst scientists and people who study this. I'm willing to err on the side that I can't say for certain, with 100 percent certainty, that life begins at fertilization. Yeah, but, but what I will say is, I err on the side of caution. Yeah. Here's the okay, so, so here, here's my one sec, Brent. Here's my question again: When do you think? life begins i re- i reserve judgment i don't have the information are to you make pleading us... the fifth on me i, I mean i'm being honest I, I mean honest i can't i don't deal in beliefs I, there are things i know things i don't know and the rest is up for until we figure it out and i'm, I'm just take, honest about it i'm gonna take you to court It'd be the next like amber heard fucking johnny depp trial yeah you and me like standing up there and... <laughs> yeah get him to answer the question okay so we could say that it is erring on the side of caution to agree that the fetus begins uh, at conception and therefore it should be granted full 
legal personhood. There's more evidence um, for that than we don't. I mean, know. no, there's there's not any evidence for that because science cannot say they can only tell us what a thing is. It cannot tell us about that thing. But that they can tell you if it's a life form or not. Right. I mean, yes, but again, there's a lot of diff. Well, not always. Also with viruses and stuff, but <laughs> there there's a lot of different life forms that are not granted personhood. Um, animals are not granted personhood. Trees are not granted personhood. I don't go to jail if I go cut down a tree. So, you know, this is a political question. And what you are saying, in essence, is that you are so certain that you're erring on this side of caution that you are willing to empower a police officer, the same kind of people that, you know, uh, uh, you know, choked out uh, Michael Brown or no, I'm sorry, shot Michael Brown. Um, like uh, th these exact same people to come in there and force a woman who does not want to be pregnant to remain pregnant. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't well, make the argument that police officers should force women to have a baby. What I'm saying is I think there should be laws saying that doctors can't perform abortions. That's a totally different argument. Now, okay. so, now, so when, 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 when those doctors break the law, mm -hmm. who, comes, who comes knocking on their door? The police. Yeah. So it's the same That's, thing. You, you okay. want to punish doctors on, who do it with... You, if, you, uh, if you're going to talk about kidnapping. legislation, of course the police are involved. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If so that, should we not regulate doctors at all? We regulate doctors all the time. There, there are procedures and surgeries and all kinds of stuff that the government says that doctors can't perform and medicines that they can't prescribe you. Let's not, let's not act like the government doesn't have an interest in the medical profession at all and, and what you can do with your body. Now, the second thing I would also say is just because... Um, you, you might make the argument, well, if a woman can't get an abortion, she might find other means of doing so and it might put Not her life at will. risk or whatever. Okay, will. but do I care about somebody going across the street to murder somebody if they get murdered in the process? If you're murdering that life inside of you, why should I care about the murderer? Well, first off, I don't think you believe that this is actually murder. And in fact, I would say that most people, 99% of the pro-life movement does not believe that it's murder. They think they do, but they don't. And the reason why is we're sitting here right now having an argument like on modern day debate about the ethics of this. If yeah, the government was killing, you know, I, there's been more abortions in this country than eight holocausts. So if you say like, oh, I need to pass this little law to deal with literal Octo Hitler, you don't believe that it's murder. You don't like it, but you don't believe that it's murder. Now, there are what some is, people Define murder for murder me. Define murder for me. Define murder for me. Uh, illegal killing of a human. Is that a human life inside of a woman? Uh, yes, but again, it is not granted personhood. No, no it's illegal. I can't do no better than that. I can't, I can't do no better than that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bone. Okay, yeah. so, all right. So, because I, I actually quite like you. You seem like a really, really I like nice y'all too. Thank yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, you've got a point there, and I'll tell you why. So in the UK, even if someone is one week pregnant, if you were to kill that person on the street, you would be charged with double homicide. In America as well. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck me. Here we go. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 for the life of me, look. I I'm not independence from us. What, yeah, I, 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 I don't look. I know a lot of people say, <laughs> well, men are trying to control women. I, I don't necessarily get into all that. Brenton, when you're opening statement, you said that you wanted to get away from emotions and deal with the facts. Yeah. You wanted to deal with evidence and things of that sort, right? I'm following the evidence. I'm following the facts, and for the life of me, I just can't see how we justify. Pro 
pro-choice. I, I, I'm trying my hardest, but I'm, I just can't see how you're justifying this based on the conversation that we're having. Well, I, I, I can justify it. I can justify it quite easily. So, like, you know, I, I was actually waiting to bring this point up, but the majority of Europe has decided, uh, if you look at Germany, France, Italy, 12 weeks is the cutoff point. After 12 weeks, you can't get an abortion. You know, that, that seems to be some sort of common trend. It, it differs in a few other countries, for example, in the United Kingdom, Netherlands and Sweden. It's 24 weeks, not four, uh, 12, sorry, I almost said 14. I don't know why. Um, but the majority of Europe said, right, 12 weeks. After that, we consider it a human being. Would you think both of you, Kay and yeah, uh, Javier, how the fuck do I say your name? Javier. 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 Okay, you're right. Do you think that's a fair cutoff point? Um, like uh, like Kay was saying, um, she believes that fertilization is the beginning of life. So I, I, I doubt that she would accept but that. But what about you? What about you? Um, me personally, I'm, I'm not willing to grant that. And, um, well, don't tell the Germans. <laughs> for, for example, like um, Britain said earlier about personhood. He uses the word personhood. Yeah. But, like, we have no instances of people dehumanizing other people and considering them less than people sure. to justify it's, it's horrific it's, acts. Yeah. It's called pseudospeciation. It's, it's why you don't want to, like, uh, be dropping race, racial slurs left and right. Soldiers do it uh, to make it easier to kill the enemy. Um, so, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about here. The, the thing is, is that, again, I believe that a fetus is life. It is a lot. I, I believe that, that it is human life. I do not believe that it is a political person. We have a very specific definition for this. And the reason why I do that is not because I have some kind of bizarre hatred of fetuses. Um, the, the reason I do that is, is that what you're doing is you are weighing the right to autonomy and honestly, the right to life of the woman against the fetus. No, I'm not. And she did doing... that when she had sex. She did that. Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang yeah, on. But it takes, to, it takes to the tango. And he did that as well. She yeah, and he did that as well. Yeah. I'm not letting men off the hook here. So, so, so what is this? Good You're going to saddle some people with a revenge, baby? No, it's not revenge. Things. It's life. It's natural. It, it's uh, what happens wait, wait, when two people get together. It's not revenge. On. Hang on. <laughs> so, again, what I'm talking about here her actually having engaged in uh, sex doesn't change the fact that what you're doing again is you're taking two um, individuals and you are placing them against each other. And only one we can rule with, like legally, it's not possible to balance them exactly equally. If we take no action, we take the fetus's side. If we take action, we take the uh, the, the mother's side. If we decide to uh, revoke uh, the right or to do it, or both of them get yeah. to live, both of them well, get to well, live. Well, one, we don't know that, but also two, and like those cases is, are very rare. They're not the majority of cases of abortion. If we want to discuss that, we can. No, but, the, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying okay. So first off, sixty, and you talked about this at the beginning getting 60% of uh, abortions are done by women who have already had kids, usually more than one kid. And the reason they're getting the abortion is they cannot afford yet another one, especially if they're a single mom, because yeah. it's, it, you can't give enough care to this that. This goes kid. back to what I was saying about poverty. But also, yeah. I just want to quickly say one thing. Uh, so we're, we're, we're talking about pregnancy and abortion and everything. And uh, we've got what, 11 minutes left, 12 <laughs> minutes left. And uh, there are three blokes 
Yeah, on this and call. Kay. And, and, and there's poor old Kate, the only person that can get fucking pregnant. It sat there and hasn't had a word. So why don't you have a word, Kate? <laughs> I apologize, Kate. No, I've, I've, I've kind of taken a step back from this part of the conversation because as a pro-life activist, I actively choose to avoid having the philosophical conversation of personhood. Just not mm-hmm. something that I ever engage in. Um, I do that intentionally because my stance is killing human beings equals bad. And I am very much like that across the spectrum. I don't think that we should be killing human beings for any reason in any situation. You understand that's a philosophical position. One sec, uh, Brent. Mm-hmm. It's interesting sure. you bring that up, uh, Kay, because you know the, the only time I ever hear about an argument of personhood is in the United States of America. We don't, we don't have these arguments in Europe, like what is personhood? You know, it, it's basically, we argue, and we're quite shit at arguing, but we try anyway, um, you know, when does life begin? And there's, there's not a consensus in the scientific community. You know, there's some people will say heartbeat, brainwave, you know, uh, some people say 24 weeks. It, it, it's constantly evolving. But, uh, you know, I, I agree with you on that. It's. And I like, that, you... I like that you brought up that over over by where you're from, there's, there is a kind of consensus of, OK, 12 weeks is the cutoff point. We have that. Well, we're in most of Europe, yeah. But yeah. Not, most not of Europe is is like 12 weeks, no more past that. And we Correct. are we are of that consensus here in the United States, too. Um, statistics show oh. that a majority of people do support limiting abortion to the first trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I found it interesting that you brought that up because in Brendan's opening statement, he brought up the fact that majority of our population also supports Roe versus Wade. These two t- statistics are actually directly conflicting with each other because Roe versus Wade actually makes it impossible for states to do this. And so what we're facing here in the United States is a huge ignorance and misinformation problem. A lot of people don't know yeah. what a lot yeah. of people don't know what Roe v. Wade actually is. It, it's and very that, true. Yeah, and it's sad. And I, I think like well, if we the government exploits this specifically for for votes and for power and clout. Like, yeah, that's kind of right. where I was going with it. That we have this huge misinformation problem that has actually started all the way back in the '80s, whenever the Republican Party realized that they could capitalize votes whenever they ran on a pro-life platform, and it has right. become a increasingly hot button issue ever since then. And so we have this political divide that is driving misinformation and ignorance on both sides, both the pro-life yeah. and the pro-choice side, from politicians and members of the media that are just trying to use this as you know a polarization tactic to divide people and then you have people like me who is i'm i'm pro-life i'm also a leftist i'm very very progressive in all of my other views except for that of abortion that keeps me on more towards the right side of the political spectrum here in the united states so whenever having discussions with people like josh that don't live in the united states it makes this conversation it, it kind of moves the goalposts a little bit because what we argue here in the U.S. is different than how we argue abortion on a worldwide scale. And the issues that we face a lot of the time whenever arguing abortion here in the United States is the significant amount of misinformation that we have to work our way through before we can even have a conversation about it. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I see that, you know, like for example, I was I had the misfortune of turning on the television when I was in Seattle and Fox News. Oh, you poor up. bastard. <laughs> yeah, and Fox News was like, they're fucking ripping babies' limbs apart, as if it was like some sort of like Balrog from, from Lord of the Rings that just walked into a hospital and he just 
stuffs his arm up some fucking poor woman's vagina and just rips this baby to pieces. Like, that clearly doesn't fucking happen, right? Like, so we have to be serious about this. And I think it, it I agree with you, Kay. We have to tell the truth. The truth of the matter is, is, you know, a lot of people will bring up things like late term abortions. Statistically, they really don't happen. They really don't. They don't. So that's not, they, that, that's not what the argument's about. The argument is clearly about, is it a life at conception? That's, so let's just stick to the facts. But also, um, I would say... I, I would say, Josh, just, just to clear thing, uh, thing sure. up. The argument isn't, is it alive at conception? The argument is, is it a form of human life that we feel comfortable empowering the state to punish um, uh, the, uh, the woman who is currently hosting sure. it? Um, and I, and I, you know, I, I put agree. her in jail I, and or kill her, or I agree, agree do that, that to doctors. Right. Well, let me. Well, let I, me I, let, I guess I'm oh. coming from the European perspective here, which is we've always tried to argue when does life begin. So mm-hmm. when 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 is something real? When it, when is it human? That's what we've always argued in Europe. And you know, obviously, we have many different countries in Europe. We won't talk about France. Fuck France. <laughs> 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 I had to get my jab in at France, sorry. But, but, but um, you know, like, typically it's like, when, when does life begin? Like, is it 12 weeks? You know, is it, is it six weeks? Malta says it's, it's at conception, but they're extremely Catholic, so you could understand that. Poland, as you quite rightly pointed out before, K says conception as well. The United Kingdom says 20 weeks. France says 12. You know, there's differing opinions all over the place, but I think that is really where the argument is. It's not about ripping limbs apart. It's when can we consider this thing that's growing in the womb to be a human being? And when that is a human being, when is it due the rights that it's due by law? So I think that's where the argument revolves. And I, I, I often find it fascinating that, you know, we, we solve this argument many decades ago in Europe. Uh, well, except for the Maltese, they're still fucking arguing about it because they're wankers. But um, we solved this argument. So there, there is no sort of like protest for pro-life, pro-abortion or anything going on in, say, London or Berlin or Paris. It's, it seems to be in America. You just, you, you can't crack where That's what we do. We argue. <laughs> that's what we do. We argue. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not unique to the abortion issue. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. I know that for sure too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to say this. Um, a lot of times, people on the left side of the fence will say uh, they're all about democracy and they want to preserve democracy, and they'll say that the, the Republicans or conservatives are trying to stifle democracy or whatever the case may be. Right? I don't consider myself a Republican. I am a conservative, and I don't think all conservatives think the same, and I don't think all conservatives are a part of the Republican Party. I'm an independent myself, right? So, what I would say is, if you're for democracy, all Roe v. Wade does is kick back the abortion issue to the states, and it allows people in their own states to decide for themselves in what state they want to live in. And what they, how they want to decide on that issue. But you don't want democracy in that situation. You want the Supreme Court, which is not a constitutional law or passed by Congress to decide on abortion. You want the Supreme Court to decide for the whole country on what we should accept and shouldn't accept, even though we can all agree that this is still not settled. And we still yeah. are having a massive debate about when life begins and things of that yeah, sort. Yeah, but you would probably agree, for example, I've got a, a hit back on that. So are you pro-gun? Because I'm pro-gun. Yeah, I'm pro-gun. Right, so let's just say, oh, I don't know, let me just pick a, a state at random. I'm just having a look at the US map. All right, Utah. Fuck it. We'll go with that one. Let's say Utah just decided to ban guns and the Supreme Court steps in and 
upholds the Second Amendment. Yeah. That would be a good thing, right? Yeah, that's okay, a uh, so, constitutional so, right. So, so, of course. Right? But abortion, so, abortion and, and, isn't a well, constitutional right. No, well, but hang it was on. a decision made by the Supreme Court back in seventy. It wasn't necessarily. Yeah. So, so Javi, let, let me ask you yeah. something. We'll go back to that uh, Utah. So, because I, I, what if, for instance, to Utah, Utah decided to ban guns, and then Utah passed a law that says we will put anyone in jail who goes to another state to buy a gun, like, and that those there are a lot of those bills right now. Being yeah, written but and trying to be passed. You can't. Yeah, but that surpasses the law of the land, which is the Constitution. You can't write a law in a state that imposes on a federal constitutional law. Yeah, but so you couldn't of, be able to do that from the very beginning. You were yeah, insinu- I mean, you were insinuating you're, that you didn't like federal you're, law. You're in, you're you're, you're in violation of a fundamental it, it, right. It, it hasn't happened yet, but currently if we're talking about we because of the method that we have created for interpreting the constitution as we are speaking right now, the constitution does say that it is uh, that abortion is is legal, like that it cannot be abridged by. Where does parents. it? What does it but, say that in the constitution? Well, the reason they made the decision based upon the right to privacy, uh, I believe that's the Fourteenth Amendment. Um, the essentially the idea behind it was was that like you, uh, it's the same reason why, for instance, like soldiers cannot go in and check up on what you're doing to make sure you're not a, a criminal without due process of law. Uh, uh, okay. So similarly, the, the state cannot go in without due process of law and make sure that a woman who is pregnant remains pregnant. Yeah, but uh, but the state can determine whether a doctor can perform an abortion. That's I not mean, a right to privacy. For example, um, the state already does this. We already agree that the state decides what doctors can and can't do all the time. This is... When they when they Roe v Wade was decided, it was decided on faulty logic. And even if you're pro, even if you're pro life, again, I don't think or the pro logic choice. is faulty because if the, if they overturn Roe v Wade, we're going to be dealing with like a Big Brother situation almost immediately because uh, essentially the argument against Roe v Wade advanced by uh, I believe it was Alito, um, like that specifically says that people that the right to privacy does not exist because the constitution doesn't say right to privacy. Let me ask you a question. If we have this, we're going to lose the right to privacy. Let me, let me ask you a question. Ways. When yeah. the government banning certain uh, uh, medical procedures that doctors can perform, is that a violation of privacy? I mean, it would be in the case of Roe v. Wade, but I'm talking again, about any medical procedure that the government is directly getting involved between a patient and her doctor or his doctor saying you can't get a certain medical procedure. Would you agree that that's a violation of privacy? Because abortion I mean, again, is considered I'm a medical a, procedure. Not, again, that's, that's a point there. There's like a point there. You know, like if, if a doctor decides to, to like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if euthanasia is, is legal in it's America. A, it's, it's faulty not. logic. It's faulty yeah. logic. You wouldn't wait, say wait, that with any other medical procedure. I see there like going, yeah, I've seen one or two people, but you know, like. But Britain, you wouldn't say that with any other medical procedure. You wouldn't not say well, um, they didn't let the doctor wait. do this surgery so therefore that's a violation of privacy you wouldn't say that okay so so first off i might say that it depends on the specific procedure. why does it depend on the procedure should because, it matter that's privacy between a patient approach, and a doctor you, you don't want to approach regulations with a blunt instrument and that's what happens when you try okay to so I the government that, has the right to invade between a doctor and a patient no i would argue not that probably context. the line is like if you mm-hmm. look at procedures that are currently illegal in the united states the line i mean at least you know i i'm not a 
I'm not a big believer that the government gives two shits about preserving the life of American citizens, but... Oh, you they, went to the fucking war in Iraq. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> they go through the motions of saying this procedure is banned because it's it's killing human human beings. It's killing people. People are dying in this procedure. It's not safe. Therefore, it's not legal for you to perform these procedures in the United States. Now, yeah. this kind of goes back to your argument because you argue the point of personhood. But for the majority of pro-life people, we are of the position life begins at fertilization that is a human being. Killing human beings is wrong. Therefore, a procedure that directly and intentionally ends the life of a human being should be banned in the United States and that doctors should sure. not be protected and, and under I, the right for privacy. Yeah, okay, so I, Kate, I can I ask you one thing? Sorry, one sec, Brent. Well, Kate, well, can I ask guys, you we're uh, at the end of our open discussion section, so we do need to move on to our uh, closing <laughs> statements if you guys want to keep doing that, or do you, we can keep doing that and forego the closing statements. Who gives a fuck about uh, closing statements? Let's keep going, <laughs> this is good. How much, how much time we got are we forego the closing statements? 20 minutes. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. No, I, I just want to ask because Kay seemed the. Uh, it's been very polite yeah, this whole time. Do, do, what, do you know what? Actually, I, before, I, before I ask my question, like I, I am going to just say to Kay and Javier, uh, yeah. you know, this has been a really, really good debate, and I'm, I'm glad that you know we aren't just trying to murder each other from this screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, calm down, Kaz. We're, I'm pro life. I'm pro life. <laughs> <laughs> But so, so is there any situation whatsoever that you would allow abortion? So let's say for the case of rape or incest, would, would you uh, allow an abortion for that? No, 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 no there, there's a reason I asked. There's a reason I asked. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting uh, no, to it. I, Calm I, your I'll be straightforward. I'll be straightforward. I am, I am what they can call uh, an ethical life activist. So I am a no exception anti-abortion activist. Um, I am of the position that just because a human being is conceived in a horrible and awful way, rape is a terrible violation of someone's body, and I am not, I'm not okay with that, obviously. I'm a survivor of sexual assault myself, but because that human being was created out of an act of violence does not justify an act of violence against that human being that had nothing to do with the original act of violence. Okay, but so number, it, number, it, number one, yeah. uh, I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate your consistency because a lot of people, you know, uh, that, that claim to be pro-life, that's where they would sort of go off the way, but, oh, yeah, yeah abortion's okay then. We're, you know, they always say that life is precious and it begins at conception, except this, where you seem to be fair enough. I disagree with you. <laughs> but I appreciate your, your, I appreciate your consistency, you know, so I think consistency is key here. Uh, what about you, Javier? Have, have, have I, am I going to drill yeah. into your mind and catch you out? <laughs> yeah. uh, one exception, if the mother's life is in danger. And it, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. that's we my exception. <laughs> um, other than that, even rape and incest, I don't believe that the child is guilty for the sins of the parent. And the moment you start to make life dependent on the circumstances of other people, then you can apply that across the board in many different situations, and we don't want to live in that world. Okay. Again, like I said, I appreciate your consistency on the matter. Of course, I disagree with you, but um, I'm, I appreciate I'm, your It's actually not consistent, though. How so? Yeah. You said you believe in an exception for the life of the mother, um, which is great. I, I agree. If we are going to ban this, we should probably have that exception. Um, the problem is, is that just all of the problems that exist with rape and incest exist with the life of the mother 
So that baby is still a person as you see it. And so if the mother is capable of delivering it, you would necessarily have to say, well, we have to force this woman to die. If the, if and the that, mother... that's, really, that, that, that's really what we're talking about again here. If the woman doesn't want to have the baby and the woman does not want to die, and we have a good idea that the woman um, it will die if she has this baby, you know, that, that this, changes this things. Out, this, is, this is essentially forcing a woman to die at gunpoint. And now I'm not saying that that thing is common. But the fact that the logic that you've that you've employed here I'm directly contradicts that. I'm like, confused. Explain that to me again, because I, I, I'm, I'm tr maybe yeah. I'm hearing you wrong. Say it again for me. OK, if the baby like imagine the baby is able to be delivered. So the baby mm -hmm. will live, but mm -hmm. the mother will die. Mm -hmm. OK, so if you go with uh, saying that it's OK to have abortions, um, if the baby, if the mother will die, you are then necessarily, you have to agree that you are murdering that baby. And that means, of that course, they're, they're, of course. Yeah. So why are you saying that you're, why are you okay with murdering the baby? If the, if the woman doesn't want to die and why, and if you change your position on that, are you then okay with forcing someone to do something they know is going to kill them that they don't want to do at gunpoint? We cannot equate a healthy woman giving birth to a healthy child as the same as a woman going to die if she gives birth to that child. But again, it doesn't affect the child. So like Kay said, in the case of like rape and incest, it's not the child's fault. Similarly, it's not the child's fault that the mother it's, is going to die. It's not the baby. Jews' fault that Hitler wants to kill him, but we got to kill Hitler to stop him from killing the Jews, right? Uh, so it changes. What I'm saying Sorry, is when you have to enough. make a decision between life, two lives, you have to make a value decision, right? Mm -hmm. You can let Hitler live, but he's going to kill Jews. And okay, there are going to be Jews that die in the cause of you not murdering this man. Right. So, so you so have to make a value here's, judgment. Okay, here's, here's a question for you. Would you abort Adolf Hitler? Would I ab I mean... Yeah. Would you abort Hitler? Yeah, would you abort Adolf Hitler? If you no, I, I wouldn't. Unless I had 100% certainty that Hitler would turn out the way he is. And I'm not into predicting the future. Okay, so someone that, okay, so he, he, he would, bombed out chip yeah. shops and like one of the best chip shops in all of England got fucked up. Of course I would fucking abort him. I want that chip shot. But back. here's the question, though. If Hitler was put in a different family in a different circumstance, you don't know if Hitler would have turned out to be the Hitler we know. So you I cannot mean, make will, a... Hang on. Hitler couldn't be put in a different family to a different circumstance. Like, there, that's not possible. Well, he said if I would abort Hitler, that means I'm in control and I have some control over the circumstances of Hitler's upbringing or whatever. Yeah, because I, I'm there. So I'm you would, you would abort now Hitler. Into a massive yeah. conversation. But what I'm saying is, when you have to choose between Hitler's life and the lives of Jews... You have to make a value judgment. That's okay. the same thing with the mother and the baby. Both you both can't live. Mm -hmm. One has to live. One has to die. Then we have to place a value judgment on that. It's not the same thing if and, both can live. Oh, hang on. It, you, you're describing this dispassionately. It's not simply that one can live and one can die. It's that you, through the state, are forcing the woman to die against her will. 
Now you're doing that to say you're the shifting. Baby is the way you you're see shifting. It. You're shifting the goalposts here. We're no, talking about. You, can I he, interject uh, here ahead, for a minute, Kay. gentlemen? Because like we're we've only got nine minutes left. This hypothetical that you guys are arguing over is actually kind of pointless because in Probably. the case where the baby will live with 100% certainty, then you're talking about post viability, and mm -hmm. in cases of post viability, what we refer to as late term abortions, delivery. Oh is statistically safer. Late-term abortions take place over a two to four day time period. It is a long mm. process. It is very, very taxing on the woman's body and it can be incredibly dangerous. So yeah. whenever discussing this specific scenario, if the baby can absolutely live, there's not a scenario where we have to say, well, you have to pick between the two right now. Yeah, yeah, but that, I mean, that, that depends on medical there is There right? actually is a scenario where you, where you have that problem. And that's where, for instance, like we've got an exotopic pregnancy. There's a number of times that either the baby is going to come out dead, essentially, like with a malformed head or something, um, or that the uh, the baby uh -huh. will kill the mother. Like if you have an exotopic, uh, uh, not exotic. an exotic pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> or tubal, yeah. or tubal, tubal pregnancy. Tubal and pregnancy, like, yeah. That I is mean, something that, can... that is discussed a lot, especially right now, because there are a lot mm -hmm. of people that are like, you know, if they ban abortion, how are we going to take care of our ectopic pregnancies? And I yeah. think that it is incredibly important to put on record that ectopic pregnancy removal is not an abortion and not a single pro-life law. I mean, it literally is an abortion. Like, it is called an abortion by the doctors that perform it. It is called like they call it an abortion, but that's not how people not, use it. In a no, and it's not how it is. It's not how it's charted in medical. Yeah. Like it's not like she had an abortion. Like no, she had. Um, it's a very very specific word for the surgery to remove an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. Um, and under pro life legislation, and this is why people have had to go back in and rewrite legislation before it's passed into law to put this specifically word for word in anti-abortion legislation, even though it's not necessary to do so. That if you are performing to remove an ectopic pregnancy, it is perfectly legal under this mm -hmm. new anti-abortion law. I just wanted to specify so that for the audience. That, well, hang on. There's not just one law. And they're just overturning Roe v. Wade and the states can decide. And some states may agree that the ectopic pregnancies are okay. Um, another big issue is uh, encephaly. Encephaly? encephaly. And that was what I talked about earlier. Yeah, where the baby is born terminally ill. Um, mm -hmm. like its brain is underdeveloped or it has like a partial skull or something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these laws that have been written specifically, like they, they're do not make an exception for encephaly. They don't make an exception for ectopic pregnancy. And, well, you know, you just said, these are politicians that don't know anything about it. Well, um, firstly, in the situation of encephaly, um, it would be instead of having an abortion, uh, they would do early delivery. The woman would go through labor and birth that child alive. Yeah. Um, they would be giving palpative care. Um, That's horrifying. Like, well, it's no more or less horrifying than stabbing the child in the heart with digoxin and watching them go into cardiac arrest for I several mean, hours before they die. Yeah, but who, who yeah. does that? Who does that? Yeah. Nobody, nobody's like That's how late-term abortions are performed it's, it's, for, for fetal anomaly. And then Michael Myers comes out with his picture. <laughs> <laughs> him. Like, That's you know. how they're performed, Josh. I'm telling you. I, I think it is. I think it is far cooler. To, Americans, I, swear. I think it is far crueler to force a woman to go through that experience um, than to abort the baby. Now, if aborting the baby is 
a messy procedure. Uh, and, I, and I agree kind of with Josh on this, but I, I don't think it's Michael Myers. Um, well, no, and I, I wasn't <laughs> trying to paint it that Freddy way. But for these well, you said stabbing it in the heart. <laughs> like, yeah, well, for these specific situations where there is a fetal abnormality and they know 100% that that child is not going to survive long after birth. Um, in these cases, typically they are at a stage where the process of having the abortion is the baby gets injected through the abdomen of the woman into the amniotic sac um, with digoxin and they go into cardiac arrest. They can, this can take hours to days. Um, this is why late-term abortions take a number of days to happen. You have to wait for the baby to die. Um, and then she has to go through the process of labor anyway. That's how they deliver the baby. She has to go through the laboring and deliver process either way. The only difference is that in one scenario, she's birthing a living baby that can be given palpative care. If she wants to have personal time with the child, she can, or they can take the child to another room to have a nurse sure. care for them. Okay, but, but, but uh, what, what, what's happening here, you are describing the fact that, like, in one scenario, this woman has a choice and she wants to, you know, meet the baby and, and live with it. There are women that don't want to do that. And there, and I would say it was is much much kinder to allow their will to be made here, especially in a case where the baby's not going to live either way. Like again, the idea of using state power against a woman to do that is horrifying. Yeah. Well, yes, and the idea of this entire scenario is horrifying. You mm -hmm. know, there, this is a situation where overwhelmingly these are wanted children. These aren't these aren't pregnancies that a mother didn't want and she carried it for seven, eight, nine months and then just decided, ah, I've, I've changed my mind. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, these are uh, yeah. overwhelmingly wanted pregnancies that unfortunately something so th went so wrong. So then why, why do we have to use the state to force it to happen a certain way if the woman doesn't want it? If she wants it, fine. You know, and again, Did, these are wanted. Brent, would you agree that refusing somebody's service is not the same thing as forcing somebody to do something? Um, depends. Okay, like if I go into McDonald's and I order a burger, and they refuse to sell me a burger, are they Why would forcing you go to me McDonald's in the first place? <laughs> yes. Good question, right? If they, are they forcing me not to enjoy a burger? So, with regard to something like that, uh, the example that I normally go to is not uh, McDonald's. It would be you are hanging off a cliff by a rope and someone has the other end and they say, give me your wallet or I drop you. Is that person coercing you? Um, they're, they're withholding services. Course, without their services. Let me ask you a question, though. Did that person jump over the cliff themselves and tie the rope themselves and put them how in that situation? How can they jump over the cliff? They're holding him. Yeah. What do they tie? What do they tie the rope and jump so over he, the cliff? The rope pops and the guy grabs it. Okay, so hang well, on. Okay, I, I got to say something here, that, Javier. If, if someone was hanging me by the legs and I'm over the cliff and then he jumped down and killed himself, I'd be fucking happy because <laughs> I could get out of it, right? Yeah. It, but it, like, it, who put who put you in a circumstance that changes the it, the, it, the context no, it around? It doesn't change the context of coercion. It absolutely can't. In in either case, if you have been brought into an elaborate trap where they trick you into like falling out onto this thing. Or if you just happen to be out there and the guy is holding the line, we may feel differently about the guy, but in both cases, he is coercing and robbing you. No matter yeah. But, but in, in the case of abortion, when a woman has laid down and had sex with knowing the risk, she, then she put herself in that circumstance in the first place. So it changes affected at all. It does. No, it does you, because you said you didn't want a revenge baby. It's not a revenge baby. What I'm saying is, 
Context matters. Not in the way that you, you think it you, You're trying to make it seem as if the state forced semen into this woman and forced her to get pregnant, kept her against her will, and forced her to have a baby. That's well, not I, the way it works. So what I'm saying is, is that the state is threatening to kidnap her or the doctor, put them in a cage at gunpoint, since our police you know, use guns, and presumably if they resist, they could be shot. So, yeah, the, the state is forcing that. Now, it doesn't matter how she got into that situation one way or another. In much the same way, it wouldn't matter, uh, like, let's say that I agree with Kay. And, I, and I, life begins at conception. No, no, um, uh, no wiggle room. No, um, you know, if then I say like, um, shoot, let's say I agree with Kay. And let's say that. Uh, Which you all I, should. Do, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, do I have to put you should. on the other side there, Brent? I, I lost my, yeah. yeah uh, right. I, look, I can I hold my, my own and I'll be right there. over here. Yeah, but just quickly, I just okay. want to say no, something. no. I got, I got it again. Said came revenge back baby, Re revenge baby. That sounds fucking hilarious. Imagine yeah. like you know just being pissed off with your ex girlfriend, <laughs> and she goes, I know, right. you know what? Yeah. No, I slept with you. I slept with your best friend, and you go, yeah. Well, you've got the next eighteen years, you little fucking bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we live, in, what we live in, in a society now where people are treating babies and children as a clump of cells, uh, revenge baby. Like the way we speak about our offspring and our future is 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 creating an environment where families are broken. That's, that's called begging the question. It's a fallacy. You are assuming the answer in the premise of the question. That's what the pro. That's what the pro-choice argument is completely. What no, if this happens? What if that happens? What if, no, like, no, dude. I'm okay. The argument, the, the specific argument that you are uh, that you are um, declaiming there is a circular argument. You have to decide that it is a baby and it is like has personhood before you can then go through the line of logic so it's circular You're i don't have to prove personhood i only have to prove life human but, life and we've already established again, that you do have to prove personhood but whatever even if it's based on who life, based on what is that a legal standard i mean if you want to make abortion illegal obviously it's a legal standard no it's not all we have a legal standard is life that's what we have that's that's law that's no no it's literally not <laughs> Oh okay, God, so so you live in a country where it's okay to murder somebody and get away with it, and the state has no interest in it because taking a life apparently is not a legal circumstance. Personhood is a legal circumstance that we extend to specific members of the species that essentially says that these people are, are citizens or are humans and therefore deserving of a certain amount of rights, that the state owes something to them. That is not simply. So, so do you give more? Life. Do you give more life? Do you get more value on a dog than a human fetus? Um. Yes. Sorry, a dog. Did you say yeah. a dog? A dog, a cat, yeah. or I, I would not murder a dog it, it, to to protect a fetus. But a dog is not yeah. a dog. Doesn't have personhood. It's not a. It's not a person in the sense that we speak a, of personhood. A dog doesn't. Yeah, a dog does not have legal personhood in the same sense that a human. So does, you would. But you wouldn't mind if I have a certain amount of personhood in the sense that it is illegal, for instance, to torture a dog. What kind so of dog? Have, though? Yeah. Is it a German Shepherd? Because yes, if it's a Chihuahua, they can fuck off. Yeah. So what, what I was trying to say earlier um, with regard to this, the so if let's assume I agree with Kay and I, I say that life begins uh, at conception, no, no, um, uh, there's, there's no way to get out of it. It just begins at conception. Um, then 
how that life began doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the person was uh, coerced. It doesn't matter if the person was um, acting uh, irresponsibly. These are decisions that we can make specifically about the person who undergoes the procedure, but they have no bearing on whether or not the procedure is ethical or should be legal or not. Because again, we're, we're dealing with life here, not petty grievances where we think like, oh, well, she shouldn't have had sex. And now she's getting what she deserves. Yeah. Oh, so my God. Says and, that. Have a quick, uh, I mean, you would let Javier and Kay have a quick rejoinder to that. And then let's go to Q&A. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you have the last word. You can talk as long as you need. Uh, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> I the poor mug has been sat there for the entire time listening to these three bellies. <laughs> I have very much enjoyed listening to y'all's conversations. Um, I understand, you know, as a pro-life activist, I've been doing pro-life activism for eight years, and I understand that this is an incredibly controversial and complex topic and i think that people on both sides of the aisle tend to oversimplify it in the arguments that are made in regards to being for abortion and being against abortion and we really need to have more conversations about the complexity of this situation women that are put no pregnancy is the same and pregnancy is an incredibly complex thing to go through um and as someone who does see it as two human beings being involved in a less than ideal circumstance whenever it's a pregnancy that is not wanted. Um, and we should be doing our best to preserve both lives until it is no longer possible for us to do so. And that is my official position on the situation. And I understand that whenever it comes to legislating something like that, it can be incredibly complicated. And I do think that it is very, very important that pro-life activists are vocal in their local communities and in their states as these bills are being passed into law to make sure that we do have protections in place so that women can access life-saving medical care, that we make sure that these politicians are not trying to outlaw removing ectopic pregnancies. And, um, you know, I have seen those conversations taking place, and I am very, very hopeful that the effort of pro-life activists is going to play out majorly whenever it comes to having conversations about this legislation. Um, so, but so, Kate, Kate did, did me and Brent change your minds at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I want to say one thing. Uh, okay. Nobody changes their minds based on one conversation. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say something real quick. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Javi, real quick, real quick. Real quick. I just want to say that based on facts and logic and everything we talked about here, I think the only way to justify a pro, uh, pro-choice argument is a utilitarian argument. It basically says, yes, we understand that that is human life, but so what? Kill it. That's the only way I can justify it. Based on the conversation that we've had, we've agreed that we don't know when life begins. We agreed that it is human life. We, we, we've agreed on so many different things, but yet, for some reason, we still... We go to absurd arguments as if the government has no interest in protecting life. It's not a law. So I really think that overall, if you look at this conversation and how it progressed, you will see that most of the major points are in in support of being pro-life. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and go to the Q&A. Okay. From Late Night HVAC for four ninety nine says, all murderers have, the, have to first lower the value of a human being to justify killing it. We have a choice. Choice to abstain. Choice to use conception. This is the problem, though, because, you know, <laughs> when abortion is outlawed, people lose access to contraceptives a lot of times as well. And there are pe many people who are on the pro-life side that also want uh, us to lose access to these things. You know, um, it, it's really important to also like abortion in the United States was 
legal before the quickening up until 1860. There were some laws regulating it in like Massachusetts in 1821, but it was 1860 when it was passed. It was passed because in 1850, women started agitating for the right to vote. Um, now, I'm sure that there are plenty of pro-life activists like Kay who, you know, have, uh, you know, you actually believe this and you're fighting for what you believe in. And I, I can, you know, I can respect that. But but the fact is, is that so many more of them, and especially the ones that are in actual positions of power, don't actually care about the life at all. What they want to do is e exercise power over women for one reason or Correct. another. <laughs> That like, is so if, false. If, that is so no, false. No, 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 no. Ah, nothing, nothing, nothing is absolute. There is, of course, there's people out there that are just trying to exercise what they believe in, you know, mm -hmm. like over women. Of course but how? But how will he go about proving that? Is he a mind reader? Can he determine who is real and who is just trying to control you, you women? Can, you can determine by looking at their actions and seeing if the actions are consistent with someone who cares about life, yeah. or if they're actually okay. Well, let me let me let me point something out. You know, conservatives conservatives actually do more for adoption. Uh, conservatives actually do more when it comes to uh, giving and to fundraising. Yeah, and that, to, that's because they're religious. They do, Regardless of the point, you can't say they don't care about life when they do it more than the people who claim to be pro-choice. I'm saying a lot of the people, especially the ones out. in positions of power, don't actually care about life. What what they care about is exercising power over women. Why? Sure Why? Why? Okay, look, look. I, I just want to say something. I, I would have to. I would have to explain we, revolution versus reaction to you. That's can, a can long we, can conversation. We, can we? Can we? Drop, can <laughs> yeah. we? Can we drop this statement that says mm -hmm. that pro-life, pro-choice? doesn't care about life clearly we fucking do like i've spoken mm -hmm. to javier and i've spoken to Kay, and they seem like they you know yeah. again, I, mean, I disagree again, with you but we, yeah. you I, obviously I care about he, life and yeah. the same thing was, is returned to me mm -hmm. javier yeah, i'm pro, i'm pro-choice and when you say that i don't care about life well i i do care about life that's why i work at a lo local homeless shelter in my own country because i do actually give a shit about life you know, so. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if you make a pro-choice argument, then we have to be honest and say it's a utilitarian argument. I'm for. I'm for women having the right to choose because of the outcome that it might provide argument. if a woman can have an abortion. Did you just you're, you're, you're 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 okay. Okay. Women, women well, let's, let's choose. Let's move on. Let's move on. Move on. From, from Sorry, Bezos, anti-bullying agency for uh, ten dollars from some other country. If abortion is to be legal, can we agree that the people? That caused the pregnancy should have to pay for it rather Absolutely. than taxpayers yeah. like in australia i have to pay for other people's pleasure sure sure uh, yes, does everybody. anyone disagree can we move on to the next question okay <laughs> next one amoral panic for five dollars says studies show analysts confirm experts agree please don't bring math into a moral argument is pregnancy a personal issue or a community issue Please don't bring mathematics into a what? what the Sorry, you say that again. I don't bring I can... math into anything because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I can uh, <laughs> answer the second question, uh, whether it's a personal uh, issue or a community issue. I guess that's what they say, right? Um, yeah. I I'll say this. Uh, we didn't even get into this, but as far as population-wise in America, we for like the past 50 years, we're not reproducing as, uh, as much to replace the workforce in America. Not only that, um, for some reason, and we haven't figured out why, but men's sperm count is uh getting lower and, lo and lower as time goes on and we're still trying to understand why so as far as a population stance well, in you. america yeah. i'm talking Not about me. studies i'm just oh you ain't even in america <laughs> but, you got but, me yeah but for, 
from a social perspective and a community perspective, I think abortion matters because it has an effect on everybody and the communities in which we live. Okay. I just want to pick something up just quickly before we go to the next question. He said, don't bring mathematics into it. You can see, like, in some, like, Planned Parenthood, there was this guy just doing times tables and, like, a few armed guards come in, like, oi, put them times tables down before I knock you out. Like, fuck, you know. Yeah, so question. by the way, they, they know what's calling causing the falling sperm count. It's chemical exposures. Um, okay, well, yeah, I, it's, it's pollution. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, you might be right, like I said. They Last time I it. looked, they just they said they didn't know, but you you could be right. Mm -hmm. Well, it um, may have been that whatever you saw was old, and uh, you know this is yeah, it's possible. This came out uh, just last year. Oh, okay. Four ninety nine for coffee. Mom says, can you ex can you please explain how you're not giving a fetus special rights when no one can be forced to let anyone else use any part of their body? I, I don't. I, I I that that argument or that question. Look. Uh, it's not a special right. Um, that's just like saying, if, if you said gay, um, gay rights as far as to get married, right? Well, somebody could make the argument, well, a gay person can marry a heterosexual person. They have the right to get married. Then you would say, well, they got a special right to marry a, a homosexual person, argument. right? Like, it wouldn't make sense. Like, of course, we see that as a right because it's a life form. We're not arguing that they have an extra right to live off someone. We have the, we no, make an argument that they have the extra right to they have the right exactly to live. What you're arguing though. You, you you were specifically arguing. It, it's very much the same as if you argued that a person who needs a kidney to live and you, the only person doesn't want to give them their kidney, the police can come in and force them to cut the kidney out. Of no, that them. only if the person that needs a kidney only needs a kidney because the person we need the kidney from took their kidney or forced well, them to. Well, well that doesn't because, the end of this because nobody's no, nobody forces a woman to become pregnant most of the time. But the woman made decisions that led to her pregnancy. You keep ignoring that fact and making it seem as she's it, just walking it down the street. Matter. These it women are not married. Like, they're not married. They're not virgin married. They just don't pop up pregnant. And you're taking no, away agency yeah. by saying they're forcing this. She did that to herself. Okay, so first off, she didn't do it to herself. There are two people involved in this. But she opened um, her leg. She allowed him to put it oh in. Oh my yeah, god, I'm fucking Dude, guy that's go gross. Fuck you on about? Like I seriously? Mean, like that? that right, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a ridiculous statement. All right, is, is, is that not how sex works? Mate, I've had sex loads of times. Yeah, I, I know how it works. Yeah. We're all adults. We're all adults. Let's move on. Let's oh, move on. I, I can see. I can see Kay in the background just rolling around. He's going, these fucking men. Okay, from this, Soda Cabin for $10. This is about life and death. It's not about your petty ideas about when someone should have sex or not. I didn't say when somebody should or shouldn't have sex. All yes, I said was you, the you, result of right, getting... All right. you, gentlemen. Will you both shut the fuck right, up for one second? Gentlemen, let's, let's, let's go to the next question, shall we? Shall we go to the next question? Soda Cabin for $10 says, is Christ, person... Like a bunch of seagulls on the fucking coast. <laughs> is person... Is person a useful category? Might sound metaphysical unless... We just mean who is given legal and ethical protections. Maybe we should be practically pro-choice. Yeah. Actually, actually, I mean, Brent, Brent, this is something I wanted to, to mm -hmm. ask you about, actually. Right. So because like I've never understood this concept of personhood. OK. Yeah. I, and, and Javier, I'm sure you, you, you may agree with me on this. Like, what's what's personhood? As I said, like in Europe, <laughs> it's always been about like when someone is now deemed a human being right so like you're in 
Okay, you would understand this very well. You've had two kids. I had a look at your profile. I wasn't creeping, by the way, but, but, but I just had a look who the fuck you were. But, but you know, like, you know, so we would say that after 12 weeks in mainland Europe or, you know, in the UK, it's 20. Like, this person is now a human being. Personhood sounds like a kind of like a philosophical argument. Do you guys agree with that? It sounds like it absolutely is. It's arbitrary. It's arbitrary. Yeah, it's just um, okay. Personhood essentially in like sociological uh, and legal um, understandings of of the term is when we consider a particular human organism to be um, worthy of rights and responsibilities. And these things can be extended or stripped from people by the rest of society. A good example would be, for instance, um, the, you know, it is illegal for to make someone a slave, but the United States government can strip them of that uh, particular piece of personhood and imprison them in a like an actual penitentiary and force them to do work against their will. It literally can make them a slave. And it actually says in the, in, I believe the bill of rights that, you know, this is they, that they are slaves. So it, it's, it's a designate, it's a philosophical and legal designation as opposed to um, I would guess a material fact there, there is what, who is and is not a person is always just a matter of opinion and power, which I don't, yeah, I don't personally think, taking the route of personhood, it gets us very far. And I just, I would wish to avoid it because it's up for interpretation. And as yeah, long well, as we it, can. It's, it's it, important because we need to, we, we need to understand that like it's separate from life particularly, because there's a lot of situations where someone is alive, but not a person, for instance, death row inmate going to be, yeah, right. uh, yeah going to be executed. So uh, if you don't mind Kaz, I've actually got a, a comment here from my family member who just messaged me on uh, Facebook <laughs> Messenger. So they said, I'm, I'm super chats through Josh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hang on. So it basically says, I, you know, you, you're doing really well, but you're still a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh, Fuck you too. That, that could, you should just get a shirt that says that. <laughs> Well, I tried. Does anybody before, want to second that notion? <laughs> <laughs> Cut, chat. Does anyone want to call me a cunt? Just do it now. Nah, man. Trust me, I've seen worse. Oh, uh, that's reassuring. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> so, Marty, mad scientist for five dollars Canadian says only for K. The rest of you, uh, well, I read should it comment. be illegal for women to engage in dangerous activities while pregnant? No, 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 no. There is yeah. um. There is a divide between intentional killing and what happens accidentally. Now, I argue that obviously a fetus is a human being. And so I see pregnancy as it is a situation involving two equally valuable, equally valid, equally deserving of protection human beings. Um, But we also have to recognize that this situation is taking place inside the woman's body. Uh, And while that's... I have to ask. So, so you're saying like if a, a eight month old, a man, eight month pregnant woman went motocross racing, you'd be cool with that? I think that there should be that we already have these laws illegal? in place. Should it be illegal? No, but we already have laws in place. Like when pregnant women cannot 
drink. They cannot smoke. You are you're going to get in trouble with child protective services if you are doing drugs, drinking, smoking while you're pregnant. Now, we should absolutely be I think that's more of like a societal thing. You know, societal shame does go a long way, especially for mothers. If you were if you're seeing an 8-month pregnant woman doing like motocrossing, I would expect that the average person is going to go up to her and be like, "What are you doing? You're putting yourself at extreme risk, not to mention the life of your baby." This is also this is really key to understand because under a lot of the laws that states are passing or already have passed, um, women who get in car accidents and miscarry as a result could be charged with manslaughter. And in fact, um, that not exactly that situation, but a very similar situation wound up happening in Texas recently, where the cops literally came, like grabbed a woman, were getting ready to charge her because she had miscarried and that they had decided that you know <laughs> brenton you don't you're not for that brenton you you're against charging extra for uh, harming a pregnant woman uh again that no what i'm saying is is that the the cops literally went and grabbed a woman who had miscarried and tried to charge her like with manslaughter and arrest her. That 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 happened just like a couple yeah, of weeks that's, ago. That's yeah. Um, so the same thing if, if a woman is driving, let's say ten miles over the speed limit, <laughs> we've all gone ten miles over the speed limit, I assume, and she gets into a, a car wreck. You know, the, there is a direct line of logic that you will see, and people will probably wind up prosecuting it as manslaughter. You know? Well, I think that's why it's important to always go back to, and this is why I go back to with pro-life activists being, you know, aggressive and vocal whenever this legislation is being written, because as you will have noticed, all of the pro-life bills that have been passed into law thus far haven't passed until they have civil and legal protections for pregnant people. This has always been the official stance of the pro-life movement all the way back in the 60s before Roe v. Wade was even a thing. Having protections for the pregnant person so this is the fo the focus is not on the, the the woman, and we have cases like what happened in Texas. It's happened before even all of these anti-abortion bills even started passing into law. We had isolated cases of women being arrested and being prosecuted for miscarriage. Is unfortunately something that happens. Um, Pro-lifers are very very vocal about these situations and how they don't support it, and this isn't this isn't okay. Yeah. Okay, um, so my return question on that, if you don't mind, uh, Kay, is how would you combat that? Because the state is going to enforce laws. You know, so let's just say tomorrow, uh, Texas says if you have a miscarriage, you're going to jail. And I, I understand it's a hypothetical, but but how would you address that? I think that, you know, as as broken as our current legal system is, um, this is actually... 1776 was a mistake! Um, the one thing, the one time that this actually plays in our favor is the fact that politicians' number one goal is getting reelected. Correct. And the reality is, is that the majority of the pro-life movement, this is actually what divides pro-life activists from what we call abolitionists, is the fact that we do not support passing pro-life legislation that does not have these legal and civil protections written into it. And so whenever you're having these bills presented, and we have had quite a few bills presented that did not have these legal protections or actively stated that they were going to charge women with murder or manslaughter if they, they obtained abortions, you have these bills always, 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 always being kicked back and like you need to fix it or you're not, we're not supporting it. Pro-lifers have thankfully been very, very vocal whenever these bills are presented. Like, no, this isn't okay. This isn't what we support. And if you're going to try to pass this bill, we are, we are pulling support from you. And, and given right that the majority, yeah. And the, yeah. thankfully the majority of 
the Republican base is pro-life. These are pro-life people. And these are the people yeah. that you need the support of in order to get reelected. Well, I think I have to I have to really honestly say you you two in terms well, of the, uh, yeah. the pro-life argument, like uh, I've got a lot of respect for both of you because, you know, you, you're constantly consistent in what you in what you're saying. And also you, you, me and Brent, for example, when we bring up things like that about legislation, you know, what would you do here? You're constantly looking at safeguards. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I think. That's a good thing. And this is a really, really good platform because I think personally, us four together, clearly two separate, there's a platform here that we can actually communicate on. And I think one of the worst things in politics in today is that we can't have this kind of conversation where, yeah. you know, where we have a, dif- a difference in opinion. And, you know, yeah. not, I think social media is one of the, the biggest problems for this, where people shout each other down and stuff like that. But, you know, like there's clearly something that we can we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. We can communicate and we can come to a middle ground. So I'm just going to say before I know that we're in the 12 minutes left to go, <laughs> that I actually appreciate, you know, what your stance is. I don't agree with it, of course, but but I appreciate your stance and I appreciate the fact that you're willing to come to a to the table and sit down and say, here's our argument. What can we do about it? Yeah. Okay. And, and well, I would to... I, I would appreciate. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Javi. Why don't you go first? Oh, uh, I know that question was only for Kate, and we all started. Well, I didn't talk, but everybody had a piece. I know he's trying to get the questions, but if you go ahead, Brent, and oh. he can get back to it. Uh, I was just gonna say I, I would be much more comfortable with the, um, the pro-life laws, even though I disagree with them, if they were being written by people like Kay, people who are, um, you know, actually. K twenty twenty four. Yeah, everybody. Twenty twenty four. I'm not. A, I, yeah, I'm. I'm not a fan of. Um, I'll be your I'm not a fan of uh, liberal democracy, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I definitely would vote for UK. Um, the. Uh, I'm not uh, old enough to run yet. <laughs> How oh, old God. are you? You'll eventually. I'm twenty seven. Oh wait. So hang on. Wait, wait. When can you run for president of the US? Thirty five. President. You got to be four, 38, 40. I'm going to give yeah, you a four. bit of advice. All right. All right. Let's, let's go to the right. next question from Mr. Monster for $5. Just, 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 so just, we got an after party. We got an after party, y'all. Y'all yeah, got to let yeah. them get to the question of the people that pay. Mr. Monster for $5 says the fetus does not have a bodily autonomy if it cannot live outside the womb before it's ready for birth. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Bezos's anti bullying agency for $5 uh, says uh, for Hilditch. They crush oh, the fetus's me. skull, pry the limbs off the torso, and then vacuum the rest out. They uh, literally do this. Just okay. Yeah, uh, that, listen, okay, who, who, what was this guy's name? Bezos's, <laughs> Bezos's anti-bullying. Bezos? <laughs> Jeff gonna, Bezos? They're going to dox you, Bezos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one, Mr. Jeff Bezos. Go run fucking Amazon. I don't want to talk to you. Number two. <laughs> Do you think this is fucking Lord of the Rings or something? <laughs> Calm your fucking tits, okay? Are you fucking having a laugh? Of course they don't fucking... They don't literally just rip it out of the fucking vagina and slam it on the ground and then they get a sledgehammer or something like that. You're fucking mad. Get over yourself. I, I, I'll say this. Um, I've seen some disturbing footage about abortions, but at the time that I saw it, I wasn't able to verify it, but I know it freaked me out enough to know that I didn't want to see that type of stuff. So I can't necessarily weigh in on exactly how every procedure is done or whatever the case may be. If so you're I kind ever of just, interested, I can yeah. walk you through all of them. 
<laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, I, I don't want to have nightmares. <laughs> I'd rather not. Five dollars from Sunflower says, Brenton, what if we imposed a $50 fine for elective abortions? It wouldn't be a felony, but you'd just be fined $50 for purely elective abortions. Thoughts? How would you, um, so how would you go about like deciding if they're elective abortions or not? Like, obviously people who go in to have an abortion, like they, they're doing it for a number of different reasons. Uh, and I can't, I, I honestly, I don't see someone going in and having abortion after abortion because they just want to use it as uh, birth control or just for, for no reason. Like maybe there's one person doing that, but I guarantee you she shouldn't be a mother. Um, so like, I would say there's already a fine in the fact that you have to pay for the medical procedure. So like, it's not like they're just handing these things out for free, particularly not in the United States. Great. All right. Uh, from Mango T says for two ninety nine, Javier won the debate single handedly. So you have a man out there. Uh, K help. K, 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 you you good with the legal aspect of it? Really, really good. I appreciate did, having uh, you. Here. Did this guy have to pay him like to, to say that? He can... <laughs> <laughs> All right. From pseudonym for two dollars says, "Why men so no. proceed? B tass. Why not private? No politics. I don't know what this means, pseudonym. I'm sorry. I asked you what you were saying. These, some of these people are barely literate. I have no idea. All right, from Soda Cabbage for ten dollars. Is human and human being the same? Emphasis on being. Is being experimental or a metaphysical? Okay, uh, I'm, I'm just checking. It. Uh, yeah, ex experiential or metaphysical soul. This, okay, right. So first of all, that sounds like making... like something like an episode out of the X Files. Is human and human being the same? Emphasis on being. Is being experiential or metaphysical soul given at conception? Making pro-life religious. Should we legislate religion? There you go. No. Yeah, no, we should not le legislate religion. But um, so what's happening when we're talking about like uh, human, human being, personhood, the, we are, our language is not prop developed enough to give us a different word for all these different terms so what we're having to do is mix and match um we we that that's how language works it's an abstract it's a system of symbols and signs and so it can be a little difficult to talk around things that we we don't have a word for in our culture so that, that's why people are getting kind of tripped up so there's no big philosophical problem there it, it's just uh confusion and um so usually this devolves into playing word games. I, okay. I second that. All right. From pseudonym for $2 says <laughs> at Kate, what about the movie Sparta? The troll ruin. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sparta. Oh, you're talking about the troll dude with the hump on his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how does this look? Look, this is, this is one thing I love about America where you can just, <laughs> Twist something into com something completely irrelevant. He was like, "Yeah, well, you know, you, you're pro-choice, well, sorry, uh, pro-life rights. So, so, what about that guy when he was at Thermopylae? What the fuck about Thermopylae? Are you okay? Have you been having too much fucking crack, mate? Like, are you all right?" You know, it's the, the movie. Um, so, 300 is better because they actually changed something really stupid that Frank Miller had put in. Because like the 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 troll guy showed of up you in know the this. comments. Yeah, yeah, he. 
it's comics, man. I'm going to talk about it. The troll <laughs> guy shows up in the 300 and is just like, hey, I want to fight with you. And Leonidas is like, no, you're just not good enough. In the movie, they were like, well, you can do something else, just not it because you can't get your shield high enough. But like, yeah, it's so basically the, the movie is slightly smarter than the comic. Yeah. Right. From from Big Buckin' Empire for four ninety nine says, K is my hero. Keep it up, girl. What about me, got, people? Can you, not spend some, can you not spend some money on me? <laughs> no, no love for either of you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Sunflower says, uh, from member for 10 months, says, Dems in office don't care about choice either. No, yeah, okay, well, they, they definitely don't. Yeah, They're we're, horrible we're Politicians don't give a shit about anything. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, so Brent's an anarchist, and I don't know if you... Look, this person that just said this comment, I don't know if you've realized, but if you actually listen to my voice, I'm not actually American. So I can't vote Democrats. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the Democrats okay. are absolute garbage. Calm they don't down. care about life. They only care about themselves. Josh is Australian, people. So uh, don't forget to like. G'day, mate. How you going? <laughs> For one ninety nine says, if you shoot a woman in the womb, charged with murder. Um, uh, double double homicide. Double homicide. Yeah, that would be. Double yeah. homicide. And I don't think anybody will argue that shouldn't be the case. And yeah. I think. Well, yeah. actually, I, just, a little tidbit, something interesting. They tried to propose a bill. I, I knew somebody um, personally. They proposed a bill that would make this law. I believe it was in Colorado a number of years ago. And the uh, pro-choice, uh, I don't know if it was pro-choice America or if it was NARAL, um, like openly and verbally opposed the bill because it granted a level of personhood to the fetus. Yeah, okay. So one thing I'll say to you, Javier, actually, uh, you know, over the course of this debate, I, you know, we were talking about double homicide. I'm going to give you another bone here. I've given you quite a few bones. So yeah, I'm, I'm, like a, just, I'm like a dog over here. I'm just, yeah, just getting all the bones. Just stack them over in the corner over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, it, you're absolutely right because in the United Kingdom, for example, like three weeks into your pregnancy, if someone walked up and killed you, then you're going to get charged with double homicide. So, Mark Reed is our last question. Oh, he's going to cut me off. Okay, fair enough. But, yeah. <laughs> go on, go Gotta on. Let people know. Go on. Go, go, ahead, on. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what I was saying is, it's is clearly uh, like defined by law. They're, they would be saying that, you know, that embryo or whatever would be becoming a life. So I'm going to throw you that bone again. I disagree, but there's I mean, that. Yeah, I would say, well, how crazy would it be if a guy murders a pregnant woman for the pro-choice people to show up and be like, it's not a baby. It's like a clump of cells. He shouldn't no, be a yeah, double murder. We would no, never no, no. see that, right? And, no, of course not. Of course yeah, because like, inherently, it, it, it makes sense. Happened. It actually happened well, in a town, town over from me where a, a pregnant lady, and she was only about six weeks in, right? So that's well under the 24 weeks that you can get an abortion. She was stabbed and killed. Horrible situation. And, you know, she was, uh, not she, he was charged with double homicide because we, we understand that, you know, she wanted to go through the pregnancy. Therefore, that p thing would have become a person. I, I get that. I get that. Mm -hmm. And I'm with you. And I, I think that's a very good point that you made there. You know, and actually, one of, the, one of the things that I've had in this conversation today is when you brought that up and we had that conversation, that's actually made me think twice. Now, I'm not going to change the opposition of the field. Yeah, of but Brandon is probably like, he's the worst partner ever. <laughs> <He> just... 
me, me and me and Hilditch have been friends <laughs> since like 2014. So, I'm probably yeah, the strongest yeah. partner he's ever had on a on a date. <laughs> would, would you say so, Brent? Does the strongest partner I've ever had? Well, I'm no, because uh, that, yeah, that's Ben Burgess. <laughs> he's a cunt. All right, from Witsa gets it for 4.99. Says 1776 was a mistake. Brits don't get to tell us what to do anymore. We already Ooh. settled that disagreement, my guy. Let it go. Okay. No worries. I think it was a mistake. We would have see, see this little there. middle finger here. Swivel. <laughs> Swivel, you little colonial bastard. <laughs> and from 199 for Whistler gets it says, So women can kill my baby against my will? What? <laughs> what? He's no. talking about in cases of abortion where the father doesn't want the abortion to take place, but the woman goes to the abortion anyway. Uh, I thought this was going to be like some sort of mass shooter going out, like some yeah. woman with a fucking baby in her stomach, yeah. just going out and killing that, baby. That kind of goes to the point. That, it's it's the woman's body. Um, she's got to be the one that makes the ultimate decision on that. Um, it, it, that would be incredibly tragic if it happened, you know, and the and the father did want the baby, but uh, you know the. The father isn't going to have his body occupied by this, uh, by, by the baby. He's not going to be able to carry it. So I, I think we just have to side with the woman on that. I did my best to address that point, whereas like a baby is made up of half the father's DNA, but we wouldn't consider it to be his body. Technically, yes, the baby is growing inside the mother, and that technically makes it different. But at the well, same yeah, time, it definitely makes it different. Like it's it a definitely, very relevant difference. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes a difference. But at the same time, I don't agree that that is the woman's body. The baby is not the woman's body. It just happens to be inhabiting the woman's body. You no, know, I would agree with you. The baby is not the woman's the woman's body. It is just inhabiting. You're totally right on that. Um, you know, my issue again is when the when we weigh the rights of the woman against the rights of the fetus and the woman is unwilling, I, I just don't think it's a good idea to send the police after her or the doctors. All right. From Two, Sky Scion for four ninety nine says, I really hope the pro life side didn't take the Fauci ouchie. They publicly admit they contain aborted baby cells. Stay organic. Sorry, so the Fauci what? The Fauci Fauci the, the COVID <laughs> vaccine. Oh. Oh, are we really making are we really having this discussion honestly no we're, no, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna have this discussion Kate, because i don't know what this guy's <laughs> problem is but he was just like he was like babies fucking covid <laughs> they are not aborted fetal cells in vaccines people there are mm -hmm. not aborted fetal cells in vaccines I, I, I bet this guy just, like, he thinks that, like, there's this hospitals out there in, like, fucking Kentucky, and there's this guy with this giant <laughs> giant syringe just coming in, and, he, and he's, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to put you with the COVID vaccine. Ooh, and then, oh, you've had a miscarriage. Sorry about that. There, there is a bit of a conversation. A, I'll, I'll draw a pearl out of this. There's a bit of a smart conversation to be had around, like, the topic of, like, forced vaccines versus forced uh, pregnancy. And, you know, if you look yeah. back, uh, you know, just 100, 200 years, the anti-vaxxers were all on the left. Um, and the United States did impose Don't forced vaccines. That. You're giving people ammunition. What are you doing? <laughs> like, well, I yeah, as, as somebody that grew up in the anti-vax oh, community, I will actually mm -hmm. argue that the majority of the anti-vax community was liberal to left up until the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Brent, I got a question. Brent, yeah. uh, uh, this is a question from... Let me, uh, let I me love see. these extra super chats that are coming from in from Bean Bang. He said, Javier, ask Brent if men can get pregnant. Good timing. 
Uh, this is going back to the time I debated. Uh, so there was a guy that I debated who was a performance artist, uh, you know, kind of a professional cable news clown. And um, he was trying to say, like, can men get pregnant? And I was pointing to, for instance, like there was a I think like a 50 year old man in England who had a functional womb and went into. Yeah, menopause. Like yeah. Now, I, I don't know <laughs> if that guy can carry the, the, the baby, but he could have, according to the doctors, at least if it had if somehow sperm had met an egg in that womb, he could have become pregnant. I just don't know if he could have carried it. I know. Was, yes, yeah. men can get pregnant. Everybody needs to move on and find another talking yeah, point. Exactly. It's it, it, okay. I really like it. <laughs> we, we we we'll go down a whole rabbit hole, but I'm more than likely. I'm, I'm willing to come on and have a discussion about whether men can get pregnant or not because I don't think men can get pregnant. But I'm not. It's an important philosophical. I'll tell you something there, yeah. Every single time I go to the pub on a Saturday, I wake up and I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you All right, five dollars. <laughs> like Last question. Last question. Five dollars from Mark Reed says: Would the anti-abortion side accept abortion if an artificial womb existed that we could raise the fetus in? Would the pro side recommend this? Um, I can on that because we actually do have the very 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 early primitive stages of having external wombs um this is something that we may actually see take place in our I lifetime i think they've already i think they've already grown uh, a fetus outside of the womb they have, um, yeah. they have. Uh, but we're still in the very very primitive stages but this is yeah. something that could yeah. happen in our lifetime now yeah. in regards to the question is kind of ill phrased and I bet they're going on the dictionary definition of abortion which is just to end a pregnancy um terminating the life of the fetus would be it would be essentially eliminated in the case of having external wombs now mm -hmm. I have debated abortion supporters that have argued that abortion should still be legal and an option even if there are external wombs so that's mm. a conversation that we're probably going to see more of as the technology advances. Yeah, yeah well, I, I would say just come back oh. on that, Kate. Just come back on that, Kate. Like, you know, of course, I, I, I'm all about, like, presenting people with more options. Okay, so the more options for me, as someone who's, a, I guess, a market anarchist, in a way, a libertarian, the more options that you have as a person, the better. Okay, so but I understand what you're saying. And as technology increases. And bearing in mind, I just want to say now, I, I didn't get a chance to say this the entire podcast. I don't like abortion. I think we should do things to reduce abortion. Abortion is not some sort of funny thing. Like, you know, I don't wake up in the morning after I've been to a Maidstone United game and then walk down to my local cafe and have a full English breakfast and go, chaps, do you want to go have an abortion today? <laughs> okay, that's yeah. not how it works. Like, abortion is a serious, serious problem. And we should look at ways at reducing it okay. i would argue if if they found a way to grow the fetus outside of the womb if by removing it from the mother and placing it somewhere else where it can grow fully i think that we would have an obligation in my opinion that it's either that or go through the pregnancy i don't think that you should be able to get an abortion if there's a valuable option especially if you can grow that fetus outside of the womb. Yeah, I don't, but I'm, I don't against, I'm against I've, I've seen this many, many times myself. I, I, I'm simply against the state mandating this sort of stuff, and I understand that may be in uh, contradiction to what you believe in. But, you know, like, w when the state does things, typically it goes bad, right? So me, that's why me and Brent are on this side, because I think 
as I said before, you know, I, I prefer there was no abortion. It, 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 there was zero abortions every year. I prefer that, you know, but but that's we don't live in that kind of world. But I agree with we, you. I think the government is horrible at a lot of things, right? I'm not so for a big government type thing, to, but to, I, I, I yeah, still I'm think that. a little rectangle and I'm going to have to put it right there. <laughs> Yeah, I think the government is horrible, but I still think the government has certain obligations, and that's where I fall in. Absolutely, to where, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you, but I don't think that the obligation, you know, uh, intruding into someone's personal life is the way forward. But they, yeah. but I mean, they already do it. Would you be against? Would you be they for? They do it, but that doesn't but, mean it's. I'm right saying, would would you be for the government getting out of the medical industry altogether? They can't ban any procedures. They can't ban any medicines. Would you be for that? Because. Ultimately, that's what we're saying when we say that we're not for the government so, so, being involved. Do you, do you see what's on the wall right here? Oh, I'm asking. I'm asking Hill this, but oh, uh, but I get you, Britain. Yeah, I so, fully so, get you. Well, first of all, like in the United Kingdom, so we have the NHS. You've probably heard of the NHS. The NHS is a delegated body. It makes its decisions itself. So the government actually. Yes, of course, there's certain laws that sort of filter down into the NHS, but the NHS are the people that say this is a legal procedure, this is not, you know, so forth and so on. Are they the uh, people I... that ban all of the good food that we have here in America because it's too unhealthy? <laughs> the NHS? No, no, that's a different department of ministry. Uh, but, um, yeah, we're, I'll we're just not... say, Josh, you know, honestly, the 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 dick move for Britain to conquer like the whole world in search of spices and not use any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know like oh. uh i always get that on every single podcast you, you've got all these spices you've got shit food yeah <laughs> fucking have oh, you, you seen that to... country yeah go on you guys ready yeah. to wrap it up yeah sure yeah yeah okay. i can wrap it up this has been fun we should give uh, like yeah. a little five ten second you know wrap up for each other and everybody i think so you can plug yourselves and stuff like that i think that'd be good yeah go i think so too. why don't you start javi all right, I'm Javier Javier. Make sure you say it twice. I'm the host and the creator of the Javier Javier Show on YouTube. That's J-A-V-I-E-R, not H. Okay, and you can find me there. So please come over, subscribe, and enjoy the conversations that I'm having. Thank you so much. Thank you, Javi. Okay. Brent. Uh, oh, sorry. I... Sorry, yeah, Kay. <laughs> I'm Kay Fellows. Uh, you can find me under my name on pretty much every social media platform. Um, you should also follow my ethical life organization that we just started back in November of last year. Super excited about it. Um, we're called Protecting Life Through Ethical Accountability. You can find us at Plead Justice on all social media platforms. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Brenton? Yeah, so uh, I am Brenton Lingle. You can find me on YouTube. Um, just search my name. I'm the only one in the world. Um, and I talk about <laughs> politics, art, uh, philosophy, Buddhism. Uh, I've also got my comics out, uh, Snow White Zombie Apocalypse, whose first trade is still available. Uh, we're going to be printing it very soon. And uh, Darudi Shadow of the People, which is what this uh, background behind me comes from, about anarchist Buenaventura Darudi. Um, yeah, and, and definitely check out Kay. She's awesome. I follow her. Everybody should. No one should ever follow Hilditch for any reason. And stay, <laughs> stay very far away from the Fagertarians oh, podcast. I'm neutral. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't know how to start here because this little fucking wanker over here just gave a good stab. But uh, yeah, my name's Josh Hilditch. I'm on the Fagertarians podcast. I've actually forgotten the URL, but you can go onto Facebook and look up Fagertarians. That's our page. Uh, I'm on there every two weeks, so if you like what I have to say, I suspect you don't, 
then you can hop on over and have a look. Brent was on there one time, but by the way, I just want to say one thing. Brent, you're a fucking absolute cunt. I put you <laughs> off the entire fucking podcast, and then you fucking drill me like that at the end. Wank. Wow. But anyway. That's, uh, that's what you yeah. get for interrupting my uh, opening statement. <laughs> I interrupted it once. Three times. <laughs> what? Bullshit. Well, I'm going to rewatch it. Yeah. Was but counting. yeah, no, no, you're, you're more than welcome to come and watch my, uh, well, me and the other guy's podcast. Uh, we, if you want to come on the show, just send me a message on Facebook. My name is Josh Hilditch. There's not many of us. So I'm the one with the uh, Max Sterner mm-hmm. profile picture. Send me a message. We'll bring you on. Yeah, All check right. out Fingertarians. It's a very fun podcast. Um, and yeah, I was on once. Thank you very much, Hilda. Hey, we'll take you on as well if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Kaz, and I'm the guest moderator on uh, this channel today. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to have an after show on my channel today. I believe a couple of you guys did say that you wanted to pop on at least for a little bit. Yeah, I'll I pop really on. I appreciate I'll that. On. Thank sure, you so send me much. the link. I'd be happy to. Yeah. It's already in the private chat. Oh, I, I got see. a little bit. So yeah, yeah we uh, come pop over to my channel, guys, after this is over, and uh, we'll continue the discussion there. Uh, other than that, I want to thank the moderators in the chat. Thank you to James for creating this platform for all of us to sh- share our ideas. Thank you to the audience for uh, you know tuning in, for sharing your questions and uh, concerns. Thank you to everybody who sent super chats and elevated the conversation. Thank you to the debaters. You are the lifeblood of the show. You make everything happen. Uh, like the video if you loved it. Share it if you want to spread it. And subscribe as we have many more debates coming your way. Our speakers are linked in the, descri- in the description below. Check them out. Do it now. Have a great night to everybody. Uh, and remember, keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. Good night. Peace. <laughs> Peace, boys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.